0: The following Toku Podcast to contain spoilers from
1: both past and present Tokusatsu, anime, manga, movies, and other related media. If you do not wish to be spoiled, we suggest turning off the podcast now. Otherwise, please enjoy the show.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Toku Podcast, the best show about Tokusatsu you've probably never heard of. And... Just play the Middle Gear Rising soundtrack over this, and
3: it fits, fits perfectly for pretty much every episode. That's Jay. You remember that time Turok killed all those dinosaurs? Because that's Which every time? issue of Turok. Yeah. <laughs> I started read i I finished the first game again, and yeah. God, that game has not aged very well. And so I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I should probably finally read the uh, the Turok comic. And good fucking lord, it really is just him killing dinosaurs every <laughs> issue. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> game. And, and over there, wanted
2: in seven states for throwing babies off of buildings into a vat of acid, Phil.
1: You remember that time Snoop Dogg was in a horror movie? Why Which are you one? J. Stick.
3: Uh, Bones. My stick. Who took my stick? <laughs> Phil's
1: taking
2: your shit, man. He's taking your. Just yes, this one time.
3: <laughs> uh, I thought you were. To- I thought you were talking about uh, what was that one where he was like. He was like a pimp who died Bones. and got reincarnated as like a v- oh Bones. okay that's, that's the, the one we're talking about. about. I that movie's really weird. It is. It, it is. I I love. And that's
1: Chad.
4: <laughs> um yeah I know I actually just got a this a nice ominous looking box with a pretty cool uh, pretty cool shade so don't mind I'm gonna try that out and I'll be right back.
1: Don't right, don't open later, it. Don't open it.
2: If they're, not, if they're not Armani, don't even... Don't well, even I mean, it's, it's gonna, still the box of mystery. Uh, it's
4: a mystery box, so I mean, I kind of had to do it, you know? They're Ch- Ch- Varmani. Chad,
1: let me ask you, they're, is it a puzzle it's box? It's like how I
2: used to say, if they're not Gucci, they're Bucci. Yeah. All right, so, uh, if you can't tell by the obvious, not, not obvious jokes that we're telling today, we're talking about Garo versus Road, and for the first time... It's actually more than
3: just Jay and I talking about it. I know, right? It's a Garo episode with more than just us. Well, That's surprising. You know, I've been in Garo and, uh, episodes
1: before. I've, I, well, like, I've only been in...
2: You were in like one of the movies. I was in two of the movies. The
1: uh, like Red Requiem and what's what's the one before it?
2: Something about Demon Beast of the Ma- Midnight Sun. Demon
3: I Beast of the Midnight Sun. Oh, isn't
2: that the one I kept getting isn't that the one I kept fucking yeah, up yes. calling yes. It like Midnight Beast Dick Sun or something like that? Yes, yes,
3: we couldn't get the name straight. The Dicking like, of the Midnight Sun. And I never, it has like four different names for whatever and reason. And I
1: never finished uh, the the one who shines in the
3: dark. Oh that's good. You didn't really miss a whole lot. You did not. Look, that being said, uh poor Chad here starting with Versus Road as his first Garo show. Oh, yep, no. this is uh, that's
4: right. This is your first. This is one. my first Garo show. I'm kind of surprised, but you know what? This is probably open up a new can of worms in terms of fig arts because hey, the Shinkocho line exists and they kind of look good.
3: This would be Honestly, like.
4: Is there is there a fucking figure for the VR set? There,
2: there is. There uh, is not. No,
3: no, there is not.
2: Cause that that would sell so like that, that I'm so, so there, nice. there
3: was a shocking low amount of Garo merch to be entirely honest and they're all in really general expensive. Yeah. yeah that is I mean yeah uh, like pro. all of it it's like really fancy kind of like mature stuff yeah like re- recreations of zaruba and the other modern yeah. rings, and then you got like like clothing replicas and stuff and I think they made a replica of like the the lighter K- koga has but in terms of like our genre of merch, there's very limited. Like, I think I've in terms Z- of, like... I've seen a, Sorry. I,
4: I think, like, in terms of figures from, like, just off the... Just off the cuff, I know that Fig Yarts did create some before going to Shin Kocho. And then similarly, kind of, like, I think Ultra Act, or, like, basically before SH Figgy Arts Ultraman was SH Figgy Arts Ultraman, uh, basically there was something called the Makai Knights uh, line or something like that. To be honest, I... Don't really dabble Garo, but this is, I guess, me kind of exploring that. Here and there, there's something like that though.
1: So I mean, I've seen, I saw figure, I saw figure like a figure art of Zero from Image Anime, but that was like in an MMPr Toys video from like ten over ten years ago. So I I, and they're all ridiculously expensive, like uh, like two hundred bucks. Okay.
2: So, so. We are talking about the last Garo show to be made because Garo is made in decade intervals, apparently. We are talking about the last Garo show to be made, which is Versus Road. And what
3: the fuck, Jay? (laughs) Well, uh, the base level synopsis I can give of Garo VR is you remember Blade Runner? You guys remember Blade Run uh, wait, Blade Runner. Fucking what am I talking about? No, boy. You remember Battle Royale, I fucking BR, idiot. You fucking <laughs> Blade moron. Runner
2: Blade Runner Battle wait. Royale?
3: What am I talking about? Jesus Christ. Oh, you're talking intense. about the, you're, you're talking about Blade Runner Battle Royale. Boy, I, I sure hope somebody got fired for that blunder. No. Um, <laughs> you guys remember Battle Royale because this move this show is just Battle Royale. Uh with With a Garo coat of paint on it, pretty much. Um, so a yeah, bunch of much. random nerds and a couple of attractive people who are pretending to be nerds <laughs> randomly get a random pair of glasses just teleported into their house somehow, which for no discernible reason sends them to a quote unquote virtual world where they were all competing to the death to gain the title of Garo, which is definitely not an evil scheme by an evil wizard trying to generate Inga to make his own evil Garo suit which we all figured out from the first fucking episode. It's definitely not an evil horror scheme guys, trust me. What? No. <laughs> really? I actually didn't know that. <laughs> well, Chad's probably I, I mean not he seemed like ironic. such a yeah.
2: Look, look. The guy seems so reasonable. Yeah, no, he right. just wanted us to kill
3: each I other. Mean,
4: yeah. I mean, guys, like who? I mean, honestly, we had like Michi mixed with uh, Mamoru, like Amazons, and like we had.
3: We had whiny uh, Shinken Red. Gender queer Ma Michi. We had
4: the dude. The main character is Malcolm Frank.
3: He kind of was. He, he looked, looked like, like a... Malcolm. Fucking I, Frank. I, I felt <laughs> like he kind of looks uh... like
4: Shinken Red, except he was a little more whiny. <laughs>
3: a little. And bit. he actually
4: had
2: a fucking meal after he got out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought
4: that was Shinken Blue. No, yeah. no, no, no. I don't. No. I don't think so. No. Anyway,
2: so be. let's start with let's start with him, shall we? Let's start with Malcolm Frank because I I'm gonna keep calling him that. <laughs> let's start with Malcolm Frank, our main character. Kuan, come uh, on, fucking weird ass name.
3: Yeah, Kuan. More like come on, stop fucking whining all the goddamn time.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh,
3: he's
1: kind of like uh, your standard stock Toku hero. But a little more. I way. wouldn't
2: even say that. He's hes what I'd like to call the generic Battle Royale protagonist. Pretty you much. Know? Because we've seen this type of protagonist so many times. We've seen it in Gaim. We've seen Ryuki. We've seen it here. Fuck, we, we saw it in Shibuya 15. Shibuya like, 15, the prota-
3: Hunger Games. Hell, the original Battle Royale's male protagonist was kind of flat and boring, to be entirely honest. Yeah,
2: he, he is guy who does not want to fight. Except he basically does not have his balls moment, like he doesn't get his balls until like the last two episodes. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah.
3: He he never has that moment like uh like Shinji does, where he early on he kinda finally gives in to the the world of the game, but he still tries to steer it in his own way, or you have Koda, who, you know, fully kind of acclimates himself to the the Helheim bullshit. Or I mean, fuck, let's just uh, pull a random one out of my head. Uh, I mean, hell, even like in Battle Royale, where the kids all kind of finally give in to the twisted nature of the game. But he just kind of floats on more or less. And even after his bestest friend in the whole world dies because of the game, he still takes a couple of episodes to finally be like, okay, I'm making a stand against the game and. By the point he does, the game is basically already over. So, congratulations, Kuan. You, <laughs> right. You really, yeah. you really made a stand there when it was already see, too
2: late. See, it's really weird how how much... Like, he does he does literally nothing the entire fucking show. Yeah, I can't really bring myself to hate him. He's just bland. It's like, yeah, come on. Like, the only thing that really kept me interested in him is that... And, and I make the joke earlier, but, like, was that he did kind of look like Malcolm <laughs> Frank and just trying to hear that... Like fucking slurpy nerd voice that Malcolm Frank had as this character made me fucking laugh the whole time.
3: Early on, early on they kind of have him like be like, he's like a a weird bodyguard to his friend Hoshiai, and <laughs> they kind of set this thing up early on where he's just like, well, okay, well if you keep getting into these things, I'm just not gonna help you anymore. Like he's he's kind of like they kind of set up that he's like manipulating his friend, or he's kind of like he's kind of like a dick, or he rides on that attention, but never really goes anywhere and that more or less just seems to be interpreting early material more than anything and not only
2: that but like also they kind of give him, uh, they lose it obviously but they give him like
3: a short fuse for the first couple episodes yeah i noticed that too he he gets really like pissed off really quick for no good reason and then then after the second game he just kind of loses it. Like not even like after he like kind of halfway through the second game he just loses it. Yeah,
2: like he loses literally all of his fighting ability for no reason. And it's like uh, you kind of fucked up yeah. there, guys. You you got you had a guy who I think could have been interesting from the beginning and just kind of said, "Eh, let's just go for the generic
4: protagonist." Yeah. Because like I think initially um I I think this basically goes Mainly because he just kind of figures it's obviously just a game, right? And then eventually it's like, oh yeah, J.K. this actually wasn't a game, but it's actually um, what battle royale. So I mean, it's real. It's actually real.
3: You die in the game. You die in real life. Trade. <laughs> I love that they actually said that. I I, I know. Right? Oh, so it's S.A.O. <laughs> Heyo.
4: <laughs> Boo. Uh.
2: But but it's true though, because like, I I wish that he had more to him because. It, they kind of teased you, man. They teased you with like, "Oh, look how much this guy has." He he's got a short fuse, like Jay said. He's almost semi manipulative to his friend. Oh, what's what's this gonna be? And then he just dies, and it's
4: like, "Okay, bye." I guess. I mean, see you later. I mean, like, basically, I don't know. Like the thing I'm noticing within like the pattern of these shows is like, "Oh yeah, let's just see what happens if we throw a shonen protagonist into basically real life." And I was like, oh, yeah, no, this ain't no fucking game, kid. So it's like. It, it just kind of feels weird in this case. Like, Gaim. Yeah. Okay, for like Gaim, it's a little less weird. But then again, it's just like. I don't know how I feel about that trope, though. Like, especially used here. See, I would. I, yeah. See, I
2: would. I would. Uh, <clears throat> I would bring it up to the fact that Gaim is still. St- still technically a shounen show. Yeah. Gara was made more and Jay and I know this specifically it's more for the adults so to see a character that's so obviously made for shonen type of stuff to be put into this he clashes with literally everything else yeah. like hard like it's shit dude like the way that he clashes with every other character comes off as like these guys came from a completely different show. Yeah, they did. This guy came from Common Rider.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think even to use Rider as an example, it'd be like if you took Shinji and put him into Gaim instead. he Oh, damn! His kind of (laughs) doofy, optimistic persona doesn't necessarily work with the later half of Gaim, kind of like how... Because Kota more or less adapts to how Gaim kind of turns out near the end, but uh, Ryuki goes in a different direction, so yeah. Shinji's character doesn't really, is able to uh, adapt to that, but if you were to kind of swap it around and put him to a more like, I don't ever say really realistic, like a grimmer scenario, I don't think his character would work as well, and I think that's a, uh, a good way to compare them here, is Kuan feels like he's, he belongs in a less violent show, and even if you even if it's still like the battle royale kind of thing, because, you know, they, they've done that, Unfortunately, they've done the the family friendly battle royale shit for some reason. It'd be like if they they took a character from that and put them into you know like again a violent, gritty horror show. pre cure nice. battle royale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Honestly, if
2: that show exists, we might actually watch that. That hilarious. But um, but yeah, like it, it's weird, and and again, I think. Overall, I don't think I hate him. I just think there could have been more done with him. Because, again, everybody else is way more interesting. Everybody else. Even his fucking nerdy, sissy, frou friend over there. Way more interesting than he is. Oh, and yeah. let's talk about him. Because he's the first one who fucking dies, surprisingly. Yeah. I, honestly, I didn't think he was going to die first. I thought the guy in the white jacket was going to die first.
3: Honestly, yeah. I was I was a little surprised that uh, Hoshi I died as... I mean, again, halfway into the show. But as early as he did. Um... He's honestly pretty interesting because he is, again, he is kind of the the primary demographic both of this show and of the game. He is <laughs> he is a pathetic nerd who gets beat up by dudes because he's good at video games. Said video Merrily. game being Garo for the PS2, which is I for some reason. I saw that! Some yeah. reason, uh, what the a, fuck? A fucking arcade cabinet and a dingy arcade in the middle of, a, I don't know, Yo, like, a fucking Shiju Garo for EVO? So <laughs> it's, a, it's not even Evo? a two-player game. I don't know what the hell. He <laughs> was. Bruh,
2: bruh, when are we gonna get fucking Daigo and fucking Garo Evo? <laughs> who,
3: who would Daigo main? Who would?
2: Da- uh he, he would. He would be a dick, and he would like. He would like main
3: zero or something. He'd probably. Yeah, he'd probably be uh, the Dark Knight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'd be an asshole like that. He would be. But yeah. So wait, that also
4: no, But so yeah, like begs a question yeah.
3: with this world.
4: What the hell is Garo then? Like freaking there's a game, obviously. I, yes. well, <laughs> Is the game actually Garo? Because like I, I noticed that there was a game and then now there's just I'm like...
3: going to assume that was just just them being cheap. Because they do establish that you know, obviously Garo and the horrors are real. Yeah. But, uh, then then it gets a little awkward, so uh, maybe it's just I'm some say guy it's kind of like uh
2: Ah, oh, what was that one show that did this? It's like Garo exists as a legend, but every but nobody really realized that it was actually a real
4: thing. So you know is what this I mean, like just like mm. operating off of like revised logic, then, and the like the vice temps and just like, oh yeah, no, the common rares did exist, but we also have toys of
3: them, and uh, yeah. Uh, sure, I guess I, I, I don't that's, know anymore. That's probably
2: <laughs> that's the best way I can explain it because then like you have fucking one of the. He had the fucking YouTuber dude, fucking finding out about horrors from like cave paintings. But we'll get to that. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah. But yeah, um, I like I liked Hoshii. He was a good actor for what he was given. I mean, it's hard to do the the timid nerd guy role well without coming off like a bitch because it's you're inherently acting like one, so it's difficult to sell that. <laughs> Here's my- but he made it work, and again, I think his character works the best with the kind of the theme that the show is going for is the 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 power fantasy the wish fulfillment for the the risking your life thing and even when he even he starts to realize yeah this game is evil yeah this is bad we shouldn't be doing this but even then he's still tempted to keep coming back to it and keep getting involved and you know ultimately he he pays for that hubris but i think that's a good way to to sell that is yeah he's he's kind of He's the the sacrificial lamb, I guess is the good way or to say that, it. He's he's the, yeah, the catalyst, the I guess. Typical I guess, he's the, the typical example of what this is here for. And because we know him the most, it matters the most when eventually everything falls down around him and he's he's <laughs> killed. He's sacrificed.
2: Honestly, dude, his death scene was really fucking well done. Like surprisingly so. I usually this type of stuff is just like Oh yeah, you killed the the best friend. Uh, blah blah blah. But this, I was like, oh man, this actually like makes me feel for him for some reason. Like I actually feel bad for this guy. I think
3: it's just because like the the <laughs> very pathetic and like almost mournful begging for his death because he doesn't want to become a monster, and and Kuan just standing there like a dead fish, like not doing anything. And I think that really sells as well as his con- his his increasing. Desperation over it too, it really helps then he
2: fucking blows himself and up, he, which then was he, like, holy yeah, shit! Then,
3: then we go, all your head explode, and you know, which, it just ends there. Like, like legit,
2: sense. dude. I thought it was actually a really well, well done scene because I'm like, I, again, I guess it is just like you said because he's so pathetic and like asking for his death that it's just like, I feel bad for you, dude. Why do I
3: feel bad for you? Would you say at this?
4: Would you say this death was mind blowing?
3: <laughs> Uh, fuck you. <laughs> slide whistle noise because I don't own a slide whistle.
2: Can can I, can I just say real quick though? It is funny as fuck how some of these people, like one guy in particular, uh he fell on his fucking button. <laughs>
3: yeah, he literally was, fell on yeah, it. Yeah, that was a that was so You good. retard. That seems like a design flaw. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. But you know what? It's, I it, mean, it's 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 no more a design flaw than the res- than the reverse gun.
3: I mean, to be entirely honest, the whole bomb collar in that segment didn't really make any sense, because, like, okay, we're in a tiny hallway, and if we go too far out, the horrors are going to jump and murder us. Also, we have bomb <laughs> collars. Like, the bomb collar just feels excessive, to be entirely It's just honest. being, look, it's just making It'd be sure. like if lava was flowing into the room, too. I it's th- like, I mean, what's the <laughs> point? I thought that, <laughs>
1: that was more like an incentive to keep them in there. Th- then again, it's redundant, because the horrors are keeping them in there. Like, if they go out. Exactly. I mean, no matter- yeah,
3: but there's, like... You can play with the force fields, and, you know, you can have them, like, change shape, too, or, you know, so you can't just stand there in the corner and not do anything to, to wait out the clock, or, you know, <laughs> other ways to do it. It's just the, oh, you have a collar on the back, uh, with a button on the back of your neck, and if you press it, you explode, and you can't. Yeah. Off, no just to, you might as well,
4: like... Like, I'm just trying to think, like, the whole yeah. bomb collar concept. You think that was just, you think they actually really cared to begin with? Like, you think that was just, like, I them think... Sit giving, like, a fun... Like, a little fun thing to spice up. I'm just saying, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, if you fall, That's kind of on you, buddy. So, it's like... I mean, I dude, it, I, let's I, be, I think let's be fair, though. I that
1: as more of a... Like, I, I feel like that they added that as more of a way to give Hoshiai an out. Because, because I feel like yeah. they, were, they were in a corner, <clears throat> and they, they were saying, like, okay, we want Hoshiai to die at this point, but... Kuan, we, we've written as he's not going to do it because he doesn't want to kill his friend even though he knows that he's trying to get him out of his misery. So instead of him just doing this brutal death scene, he has just an out where he's he takes it out on
3: himself and it's the bomb collar. I think the problem is that, again, the bomb collar feels excessive. And I think you're right in that they kind of ended up in a corner, but more in the sense of the corner of, Oh, we didn't realize how many people we still had left alive, so we need a contrived excuse to pare down the uh, the amount of people left for the next two games. Yeah. But even then, like killing off Hoshii there feels weird because you still, oh excuse me, you still have half the show left to go, and then Ho- Kuan's <laughs> big emotional moment is with Takane at the end of the show, too, and then, and then you have the game, the uh, the game with the eight of them where you just have two complete randos there instead of anybody important like that's another one too is that like we only have seven main characters but there's a big game where there's eight people and then we just fill in the spot with two completely unnecessary characters it,
2: <laughs> yeah like it, three like three characters that are in the opening die before even t- getting to the end
3: yeah mm-hmm. like uh another thing too is that like you have uh like you have um Nagumo's like sidekicks you have his manager uh who is, before anybody complains and before Phil is it he was a uh, serugi and cure ranger um which is weird because the show i think was still on when when this came out oh, he was? I don't remember yeah you did yeah, you know? well you know what he's working, working.
1: I, yeah i mean he's still working i didn't know that was, i honestly oh. didn't know that hold
3: on a moment you didn't notice like,
1: really? no
4: i didn't I, I might be wrong or i probably am wrong but though can someone fact check this for me like the other like the other jobber that was like part of nagamo's crew right well, yeah. Was that Kuma Red? That guy looks a lot like uh, Kuma Red for some
3: reason. I don't think so, but I know. I know what you mean. But let me let me take a look, see if I can't. Dude, legit, this
2: out. so going. many people in this show. I said, is that who? Like, I nashiko mean, uh, was
4: in. It was actually in this show. It was like one of the, like what the announcer girl? Yeah, the yeah, uh, she
3: was a yeah. The hologram announcer was uh Yodola, yeah, y- yeah. Yodona. Yeah, Yeah, that was or, or like
2: uh you, you know you know the the dad that fucking Akiba Blue killed. I thought that was Yellow Lion. I was like, "Is that Yellow Lion?" No, it's not I, him.
3: But he looks like him. AJ. Yeah, that is Yellow Lion.
2: Oh really? fuck off! It is. <laughs> yes, it is. Really? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes, that's actually yeah, Yellow Lion. Dude, I, I I didn't want to think that because I was like, I uh, I don't think it is. That seems so obvious that it's Yellow Lion. It's like, oh, I guess it is Yellow <laughs> Wait, Lion. I mean, de- <laughs> oh.
3: It's. <laughs> Are we talking about what someone? is with him
2: being a dad that gets fucking murdered? Oh my murdered? god, that's
3: uh, right. Oh my god, I knew he
2: it. constantly just becomes a father and then dies.
3: <laughs> oh man, I fucking it's really disappointing for his track record there, yeah. I um, mean, hey, he's working. <laughs> yeah, he's <exactly>. working. <laughs> I did not
1: I did not know that the AI was Yodona's was Yodona's actor. Then again, I oh then again, she doesn't really do anything in the show, so who cares? No, yeah, she's, but I, she's kind of the,
3: just there really.
1: See,
2: the most surprising one was Akiba Blue as fucking Red <laughs> ha- Ready Hair. I was just like
3: I didn't yeah, even she know you are still alive. She was the most surprising because it's like, all she does is like put on a wig and put on a little mascara around her eyes. And, oh, bam. Suddenly she looks like a different person. You know? She does. Dude. i really like, I keep on. Literally. Was I was awesome. like,
2: yeah, yes. oh my God. The hell? it was her. Right. Yeah. It's like one of those things where it's like just something <sighs> a little bit different about like fucking uh Ryoma in uh Yami Tara, like the hair. He just changed his hair up a little bit, and I literally didn't recognize him for a couple seconds. Yeah. It's it's always it's always it's always the small details that fuck you up, man. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Maybe that is why Clark Kent can, can never be an, like <laughs> recognized as. A I know, right? Superman. Like, it's genius. Is it is it weird though? Just real quick on Hoshii. uh is it weird that for like a millisecond I thought he was played by the guy who played Katsuragi in Build? <laughs>
3: I, I was like, little, wait a thought, minute,
2: no, he does. no, a little he bit because
3: he doesn't sound anything like him. <laughs> no, he I doesn't. Thought he was Mamoru <laughs> for a
4: second from like Amazons. <laughs> they no, all, he's again, way they too all, ugly to be Mamoru.
3: They all they all kind of have that demeanor of them and that physique too of the the scrawny pasty nerd. So scrawny <laughs> no, like, bitch. Like, yeah. No, no, no.
4: Like here's the thing. I thought always thought he looked initially like a mix between Michi from Gaim and also Mamoru from Amazons. And it kept on bothering me the whole time because I couldn't not see that. See,
2: Michi was more the fucking sissy boy, but we'll talk about it right now. <laughs> but, but see, the last thing I'll say on Hoshii is I honestly did not expect him to die. Again, we say early, but remember, this is kind of like halfway through the show. Yeah, I yeah. did not expect him to die as early as he did. I thought he was going to make it, like at least no, yeah, third I, or fourth.
3: Everybody, I remember this show... <sighs> I remember a lot of the early discussion of the show. Everybody kind of knew he was going to die because you know it's a battle royale show, and the protagonist friend is always one of the ones who dies at the the emotional peak. But him dying like halfway through the game was kind of a surprise because the general expect expectation was that he was going to die like right at the end. Like he yeah, was gonna like, be, he's like, going to be, the be the like fi- that last push. He was going to be the final four, and then you know he ends up dying, and then it's then it's a big climactic duel with uh, <laughs> Kuan and whoever the hell killed him but no like, it's like i would
2: have expected like amo he kills yeah. him and he's just like amo yeah
3: yeah like I, the big old I, I revengey can... thing yeah but uh no um i think that was a good subversion there although thematically i wish they waited until the the big final 8 battle to have him die i think it would have worked a little bit better there yeah. because they, then you have like again you have the two complete randos there whose deaths Just kind of eat up screen time, and then you have, then you have the whole thing with the the magic sword and all that, and that that kind of drags out for a little while. So oh my god! In
4: terms of like storytelling, you could have had him be killed by like, what's his face, uh, Len or like the Huga, like the the murderer.
3: Yeah, yeah, the 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 not OJ guy. Yeah, like that's what I was expecting is that that guy was going to kill him at one point, and like. Like taunt over it and that was gonna be kinda like the push that uh finally gets Q on yeah. to be like, Alright, I'm done trying to to hide from the game. I'm I'm in this for reals. I'm fucking pissed. But th- yeah. and then
1: again the murderer guy doesn't really d- he doesn't really have much of a character outside of well, ex- I wanna kill well, everybody. Well, see, well, exactly okay, well, why he, he should
3: would, have yeah. killed Hoshia. Yeah. Because
2: well, then he would have we'll, we'll get we'll get more into the murderer guy. But it's like I told Jay, he's basically just their Oja. Yeah. he's just there to push people to want to fucking fight.
3: He's the uh, so that's the point. The I was gonna say the white haired guy from Battle Royale, but that's still technically Oja now, isn't it? <laughs> hey, mean, you
2: know what? It works. It works. Oja works. But uh, before we get into him, let's talk about a uh, let's talk about the guy that immediately just by just by the sheer look of his hair, I knew was gonna be the rival, and that's Amo. I mean, what fucking what. You just look at him, Are dude. The dude, the dude
3: fucking looks like he came out of... The dude looks like he came out of a nar- another Garo show and just kind of walked into this one.
2: He literally the, looks like the dude from Battle Royale! My, fa-
3: my favorite, like, theory that people had early on for was that either, one, they were going to pull a twist and Amo was going to win, or that Amo was just a Makai Knight the entire time to begin with and he infiltrated the game to shut it down. Hmm. Which, of course, were entirely ridiculous, but... I mean, look at him. Obviously, he's a Makai Knight of some kind. Have you fucking seen what this guy can do? That would
1: that would actually have been pretty surprising and quite a twist because they don't actually talk about other Makai Knights in the entire uh, or Makai title and Knight titles in the entire series. They don't talk about who would be with the Zero Armor. They don't talk about the well Kingo because technically
2: there's only one. There's only one Makai Knight in this universe, and that's that's Garo. true. T- yes. Yeah, technically, Garo is the only one in this in this timeline, in this universe. Garo's the only one, so there aren't Makai Knights. There's just Machai well,
3: knights. they kind of imply that there are other knights, but they're not on the same like they don't have armors like Garo, or they're not as powerful as Garo. Or well, I mean, which is oh, so they're, so
2: they're more like people who just have swords, like uh, like, yeah, like they, they just fight, there's like, Makai Knights, and
3: then there's being Garo is kind of the implication because like <laughs> there's during the big uh flashback tournament where they like. Oh uh this combatant was the uh, a descendant of the previous Garo or whatever the hell and you know oh that's that's why he's he's so pissy that he he's in this you know he, he doesn't just immediately get it or whatever but he's just koga
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah like I, I liked Amo the most only because, and it's weird because like he doesn't really have a huge character I just like him something about him is just really magnetic. And it's weird because like usually the rival character is the one they try to make you not like the most, but it's like I liked him. It was great. There was something about him I just kind of got drawn to. I think it's also I think it's also because for like half a second I thought he was Dan from X Age. <laughs> for like half a second I was like, wait a <laughs> second, no way, not well, again.
3: <laughs> um, I think a lot of it has to do with <clears throat> well, for starters, he has a personality, you know, where Kuan doesn't. True. Yeah. Um, but I he has think a, very, a lot he of it has is a just, demeanor. Yes, I think it's his demeanor. His he's got a very dour, serious demeanor where you can tell that he's like he's kind of he's the the monster who's given up basically. He used to be like he used to be somebody. He used to be like a big shot and then now he's just he's just kind of gone off to the side and like not necessarily given up, but he's he's done with that all. And now he's, he's being accepted, dra- yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's he's just kind of he <sighs> It's like it's like in the early parts of Yakuza 1 where where Kiryu gets out of jail and he's like okay I'm done with the yakuza shit I'm going straight for all of like 10 minutes and that's kind of how how he is in this show he's he was the the biggest baddest motherfucker around and something happened to have him change his mind and now he's just he's just kind of doing his own thing now and he he's slowly getting drawn back into this world that he he tried to abandon and I think that's what makes his character work too is that unlike Kuon who his whole mode, his whole story arc is him trying to accept the the reality of the game. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Amo is he's already been through this shit, so this is just this is just him power leveling his way through the same shit he's already had to deal with to to get back to his nice, peaceful, quiet life.
2: I mean, even he said himself, like mm-hmm. he just likes the idea that in versus Road, he doesn't have to hold back against anybody; he can just go wild, and he likes that. And it's kind of interesting too because he's directly—I don't remember the friend's name for the life of me. I just kept calling him the dude who voiced Vice. Um, uh,
3: like, I think his name was
2: Kanata. There you go. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <coughs> and I remember I, again—he I, just looks like the guy who voices he, Vice. With, you know, I didn't recognize him without the black face. But you well, know I, mean, what I mean, to be honest, it's <laughs> either
4: he looks like like Vice's voice actor or he looks like friggin'.
2: Yakuza beast. Oh my god. You're right. He looks I can totally little... see what you're saying. Yeah, like now.
4: I I'm expecting him to like pull out like a bottle of mayonnaise after beating the crap out of someone. Could not unsee that. <laughs> he's dressed up like a fucking bottle of mayonnaise. You know what? That's true. You're not but, wrong. Like, I I yeah.
2: But yeah, like I liked Amo's direct comp- like comparison with him because, you know, Kanata, he's like and we can talk a little bit About Kanata too Because he just fucking dies What does Kanata like Compared to anyway? him
3: What
1: did he do As Anyways Dude was a uh... They
3: They allude To him being Like a gangster Or, or like a, a former Like a street punk Yeah, yeah. Like again so, I, I used uh, Kiryu as an example He's He was like a criminal But then he He went straight basically I guess yeah. They never really but, go too into it
2: Well like I was saying Like I like the comparison Between him And Kanata Who's just like Kanata doesn't give a shit. He's just, he's he's as strong as Amo, but he like doesn't hold back. Ammo's just like, I got my little doggy, I got my bar, that's all I need.
3: He's the I rival's like rival, pretty much. Honestly,
2: that was really interesting that they gave him that. They gave him the rival. What the fuck? <clears throat> but I liked it. I liked their dynamic. And again, Kanata kind of died like a fucking bitch. I fucking hate what they did with him. But you know,
3: if it didn't. Drag on as long as it did. I think his death would have been pretty good because I like him, him kind of nodding up and taking the super magic demon sword to kill the one dude, and then ultimately falling into it himself. But then, then it just like it keeps dragging out, and then dragging out, and then Kuan's just there like whining, and then he I. Kuon ended up using the sword to kill him, right? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah.
2: Cool. No, no. He ended up using the sword to kill the, the, the serial, serial killer. Kill oh,
3: that's
2: yeah. right. Oh, yes. That's right. Yeah. And then honestly, th- also that's that's also a big thing too. Uh, that was such a fucking waste of Oja. I know he has a name in the show, assholes. Do you know how to tell me? <laughs> just saying it to the people who are going to fucking comment. I don't comment. even remember his just, name. It was Excuse Huga. Uh, it's Huga. No, that's what I'm saying. It was
0: Huga. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's fucking Oja, all right? He's Oja. So, like, I hated the way that they just killed him off, too, because, like, it was just a waste of two characters. Like, this death could have been fine with just one guy dying. Like, Kana dying, hey, you know what? Oja can be like, oh, look at your little friend. He was such a bitch. He couldn't even kill me with the super magical sword, and he fucking died, LOL. That would have been, that would have given Amo, like, a big fucking goal to go against, and we wouldn't have to put up with fucking salaryman and fucking... Afro dude over there. Yeah,
3: I I just called him Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> Jazzy Jeff, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> we wouldn't have to put up with that bullshit again. Like those two guys are like, I think Kanata at that point he did fulfill his role, and I and I kind of expected him to die to Oja again. I'm gonna keep calling him that. He I I expected him to die to him. I just didn't expect Oja to get murdered like this for no reason. It's like yeah, you could have done more with him. He could have been better suited for like Kuon or Amo at least.
4: Or, like, you think it would have been a bit much if they actually had him do both? Like, have him kill Hoshiai if he survived and also kill, um, whatchamacallit, what's whatchamacallit, face? Uh Kanata. You think it would have been much? Yeah, because I think,
2: I think, I think it would have hurt the idea of this guy is the goal for someone. Because if you had two guys going at him, eventually you're gonna have those two guys fight each other to get to him. And I think they always wanted Amo and Kuon to fight at the end, so... Yeah, I, th-
3: I think I agree. Having it be both would be weird because it's... Well, again, like Age, I said, it kind of defeats the purpose to give the two two characters the exact same character arc with the exact same goal in a show like this, because it feels like it kind of, de- again, it defeats the <laughs> purpose. But the problem is that you guys a character just kind of doesn't work in a show like this, where,
0: hmm.
3: like, Oja works in Ryuki because... Ryuki is more like a straight-up grab for power. You know, there's a clear motive of the more people you kill, the more directly powerful you get. Like, Oja has a motivation. Oja has a reason for doing this. Oja is directly given incentive by the people running the organization, you know, the fucking... What the fuck was his name again? Uh, Shiro? Yeah, Kanzaki. Kanzaki. Kanzaki,
2: Kanzaki, Kanzaki Shiro. yes. He's,
3: he's directly given a motive by Kanzaki to keep fucking with people and keep trying to murder everybody and so it makes he makes sense there but Hugo doesn't really work here because there's no additional incentive to have the wacky serial killer character in the Battle Royale show if there's no reason for him to be there because it, if he just kills more people then the game goes faster that's about it it's like it's it's kind of the same thing in Battle Royale where they had that character but that, that they kind of lost a little bit when they changed from the book cuz in the book he was like he was sent there by like the government personally and he's just like a total fucking sicko who's just he's doing it for fun but again that's that's the problem of you gave the character a motive and a backstory and he's just like an escaped like serial killer who's just in the game for some fucking reason there, See, I think
2: it would have been better like if they just said oh He's the one who gives the most amounts of, like, malice and hate. And if we put him in the game, it'll speed our fucking goal up a little bit faster. That would
3: ma- See, uh, again, even, like, a one-line thing of, like, that, it's like, oh, this human generates way more Inga than everybody else. And killing uh, killing people causes him to generate even more. So let's let's stick him in here. Even, like, a one-fucking-line dialogue like that would have made him work. But yeah, it, he's just... A part of the game, and there's nothing really done with him either.
1: It's like what Jay said. Exactly. It feels like he's brought in there to incentivize the pot. Of the, or the, when I say incentivize, uh, incentivize what's going on. But the thing is, everybody is there to incentivize the pot. They all want Garo, so it doesn't really, it doesn't really make any sense why he would be there. See, the
2: way you could have done this is. And I know technically they do it with a character we're, we're going to talk about soon. The way you could have done this is you could have had this guy be someone who was just sort of violent and this game just pushes him over the edge and he goes a little too far in the eyes of literally everybody else. And he's like, all right, this guy's too fucking dangerous. We got to kill this guy before he kills us kind of but thing. But see,
3: the problem is that they already have that character. That's Takenek.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, it doesn't work that way because you have that. And Takane... well to be fair, Takane is a bit more nuanced in their fucking well, uh, crazy. Yeah. Not just lol, I just going to stab you. <laughs> Excuse me. But yeah, like I wish they would have done more with him because I do like Oja type characters. It's just in this show they and not only that, but they just kinda kill him off like a bitch. Like they don't even give him an on screen death. He just dies. He and becomes then he a dies magic demon undead. flower and then and
3: then he gets cut up. Yeah, that's about it. That's mm-hmm. lame as fuck fuck yeah and again especially because it was so dragged out with the stuff with uh the yes, demon swords yeah the demon Sword. it was an entire and,
2: fucking episode <laughs> of that shit man like oh my god mm. that was one of the worst episodes of the fucking show
3: i think i would agree that was probably the weakest of the uh the, uh, the show overall
1: i'll say this yeah. the show one of the things i liked about the show was that it never felt, uh, some of the episodes, most of the episodes did not feel dragged out. It always went at, like, a really fast pace. Like, you never knew, like, holy shit, I'm already this amount of ep- minutes into this episode, damn. But with, the, with some of the later episodes like that one, it felt bogged down.
2: So, I guess with that... Let's talk about the YouTube man, wacky YouTube boy who he, looks like Sid for some reason he's from Guy. My favorite
3: character, Nagumo or Nagasuke, as his YouTube handle is. Which Nagumo acts, is based. As I kept calling him that because I forgot what his real name is. Look, Nagumo should have won. He was robbed. He should have. N- Nagumo is the real protagonist of the show. Boy. Hashtag, hashtag
2: yeah. Nagumo was robbed. He
3: was, he was, but at the same time. His character works with him not becoming Garo. His character works True. ending the way it does. Yeah. Because he is, again, he is the real protagonist of this show. All of the information and the backstory and the lore are delivered through him and not anybody else. From minute one, he's the one who's trying to investigate what the fuck is going on. He's the one who's trying to figure out what the horrors are and what the real deal is the game and how it all works. He's the one who finds out about the horrors and Garo and all the the Makai lore and figures out that, oh, if you die in the game, you die for reals. Oh, if you quit the game, you also die for reals. Oh, this is actually just a scheme to generate evil energy. Oh, Garo was like a real guy, but he's dead now. Oh, all this <laughs> ad- additional sh- stuff here. This is all bullshit. Like, he's he's back here doing, like, full corkboard conspiracy investigations while everybody else is running around feeling sad about themselves and he's the one who's driving the plot for the most part which which is good i like that he's the he's the conspiracy guy he's the <laughs> he's like the the reporter in like the the conspiracy thriller where he's like he just kind of stumbles on this mystery and he keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper into it and yeah. he gets too deep <laughs> and you know well that's that's just kind of the natural end to his character but a lot of it is that like He has that natural charisma to him where, again, he's like, he's a talent. You know, he's a YouTuber, literally a a fucking YouTube blogger. They don't call it YouTube, but it's it's obviously meant to be YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, he's got that personality to him where he's he's kind of smug. He's jokey, but he's like he's again, he's he's a talent on he's an on camera talent. So he's he's got all these different kind of facets to his personality. He's able to really switch between the fly and. You know, then when you're you're out of the game, you get to kind of really get a look at what his personality is really like, and I really like that. He's a very multi-leveled character in that regard. He's regards.
2: really charismatic. Like, the biggest part about him is, like you said earlier, he's just he's charismatic. Everything he, I just like looking at this guy. He's like, more of him,
3: please, more. He's like, out of everybody, when he's talking about, like, I want to be, like, I'm doing this because it's the right thing. I'm doing this to be a hero. He's the only one who's ever really, like, Believable when he says that, like, like when Kuan says it again, it kind of comes off like half handed or in like, like he's too he's saying kind of like, like I.
4: Yeah, no. In terms of like Kuan's uh, when he ever whenever he says it, I felt like it was just kind of forced actually, more so than like, like in comparison to Nagasuke
2: Yo, yeah, it's like Kuan had to say it because like if he didn't, he'd be like, it's weird because like it, I think Kuan felt like, well, I have to say it if not, I feel like a fucking hypocrite. Yeah. But yeah. Nagamo is more like, no, I really want to save these people and I do not want to fucking die. I mean, because like literally he says it at the beginning, like well, he says it like towards the towards the middle was like, look, I have to fight you guys. I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. I don't stand a chance against either of you. I might as well try and live.
3: I've won against the jobbers so far, but you you guys are main characters. I'm not gonna survive very much longer. Like
2: this this is not gonna work, guys. No. No. Nope. I am, I am the I am the mid-carter. <laughs> He's the uh He's gosh. the Booker T to his yeah. triple <laughs> <laughs> H. Uh,
3: that's you know what, that's mean to Booker T, but that's right, because Booker T is a very charismatic individual who who got the short end of the stick constantly. Uh, it's funny because Nagumo's weapon is a short stick. Yes, what the fuck was his weapon, by the way? It was like, it was like one of those retractable like police batons. I don't it know was why so he so shit. And it it was so like he, he could have done literally. He could have
4: imagined literally anything, and he went with that. He could have imagined a
3: gun.
2: I Nobody mean, Eddie... knows
3: about guns in this show. I mean, AJ, like I said, this is Japan. Guns don't exist except for in movies, okay? Has nobody played a Yakuza game? Uh, I, I mean, AJ, guns don't exist in Yakuza game except for in the cutscenes. <laughs> or no, AJ, just I mean, have you tried remember? using a gun in combat? They're useless. You, you just, want to use your fists in those games.
4: See, just remember, you had people like <laughs> Kanata and Amo. You think, they, 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 you think they'd use pussy shit like a gun? Come no, you'd
3: be a man. You use Amo was running around fist. there wearing... Fucking medieval knight gauntlets all the time. <laughs> yeah, like at
2: least Amos' weapon made sense. They're basically fucking brass knuckles. True.
3: Everybody else used these
2: cumbersome long swords and weapons. It's like guys, like or the only other one, the only
4: other one who had oh, wait, like wait, a wait, weapon wait. that worked was uh didn't like friggin Takane have the friggin um like the projectile yeah yeah yeah
2: that's what that's what I was gonna say that was about to mention like at least they also fucking had a fucking projectile that I mean granted. It only had one bullet, technically, so you can't. It's not really help, but still. <coughs> Anyways, what were what were we saying about uh, the Nagumo? the only thing I was cool. going to say about
3: Nagumo is that his his character, especially early on, starts to feel a little weird with the the whole thing with his manager, where he gets his man- he ties up his manager and lets him get eaten by a horror. That's that's really the only like hit to his like his personality and his. His character is that that one moment where he he kind of goes a little too far. And I mean, granted, he deserved it because he did the same thing to him. And it just it feels a little like immoral, considering everything (sighs) that had been established with the character up to that point. And even later on, too, it feels. You think it
4: was also just hmm. him like testing out the theory of like, okay, let's actually see if like people actually get out of this game alive.
3: I mean, yes, definitely. Like, I understand why he's like, okay, you know, gotta gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet, Jack. You know, you That's gotta fair. you gotta make you gotta make the uh, the sacrifice there. And granted, the manager tried to do the exact same thing to him as well. But him talking about like being a hero and trying to protect people because it's the right thing to do, while having actively sacrificed somebody's life to a monster to get eaten and killed. Feels a
2: little weird. Could you could you make the argument though? Could you make the argument though that he still at that time thought, hey, if he dies, it's just a game anyways, and I want to see him after I get out. I might get he might get pissed, but hey, I'm she's not dead. And the moment <sighs> he saw that he actually died, it was like, oh fuck. I'm I not kind of sure
3: because he he when he's tying him up, he clearly already has the idea of he clearly goes into that game with the idea of okay, the people who are leaving this game are not leaving alive. They're dying if for real, realsies. So he's clearly already in the idea that... But that was still a theory at that point. Sure, again, it was a theory. He didn't, like fully, he didn't fully
2: know until he saw it. No, exactly. But I, but I know in, what in, you mean.
3: In, in that defense, him not 100% knowing makes it somewhat better, again, especially because, again, he was only doing it to him because he did the same thing to him. So uh, in yeah. that case, it's a little justified. But... At the same time, again, it it does kind of feel a little at odds, and especially later on too. I mean, sure, him killing other people, you know, for survival's sake is one thing—that's self-defense. But tying tying up a dude and leaving him to be devoured by a monster feels sure. a little a little shady for what his his character arc was.
2: I I think if he had done it to anybody else I would be 100% on your side. Like if he had done it to just some random schmuck. No, yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah, that yeah. yeah. That. If, it's 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 like if he did it to uh to uh not Kirame Red, I think I would have been able to be there. If but he did it to the manager who like we clearly established was a complete fucking tool. So I'm like yeah. I'm okay with it. See, that's that's why it. I'm
3: not like saying, "Oh, it completely ruined his character." Oh, it's, you know, it's completely it's, it's contradictory. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like I get it. It makes sense in context. Like it. it feels weird with everything else later on. No, no, I. It'd 100%. be like, it'd be again. It'd be like to to use a nerd example. It'd be like if Superman like killed somebody. It'd be like it's like in the the Snyder movies where where Superman actively murders people, but then he's talking about like being like a Jesus figure and like talking about like sacrifice and heroics and all this shit. And it just it feels hypocritical and. <laughs> Yeah. That's that's a weird that's a bad example I know because that's that's taking a lot of different things out of context but that's like the easiest one I could think of is that like no no but I get you it's I like if you. Superman killed people actively killed people and then talked about like oh I'm doing Say this because I want to because I'm, yeah like like empty platitudes basically yeah yeah yeah
2: I know I, I get what you mean like 100
3: uh so I guess after Nagumu, uh
2: we gotta talk about the Honestly, the most interesting character just on a basis that they gave him fully, like a fully developed arc in a sense. Uh, Takane, uh, I think that's what their name was.
3: Yes, Kozuki Takane, quote unquote, as we find out is a fake name. Um, who I'm just gonna be blunt is is gender is just gender queer Michi basically. Uh yeah.
1: Don't you mean gender
3: yes. neutral? Yeah, no. same thing.
2: No, dude. Everybody, like, oh, dude. Everyone's a to girls, like, motherfucker. Like, I have, I have seen guys I mean, way more effeminate. I mean, this, from dude. far
1: away, from far away. Yeah, it, I could. I thought he was a girl as well, but when you look at him more and more, it, Takane <laughs> is is a is is uh, is male. Has has more. He he's male, but he has more feminine yes. features.
3: I mean, I won't lie and say that at the very least in the first episode, I thought he was a girl just because he has like one line and he's kind of whispering and you, you look at him kind of like hunched over with the hair kind of covering most of his face. Ah, but so- Jay,
2: here's why I never believed that. You want to know why? Because there's no such thing as a female Makai That's night.
3: what I said. That's that's true. That's true. That's true. Ah. There are Ooh. there are absolutely no I other win. women too. That's right. I didn't even think about that.
2: It, right? Like like literally from the from word go when they said Makai Night, I'm like, all right, there's not going to be a single chick in this. It's a sausage factory in this fucking fight.
3: I mean, even though even though Elephant clearly thought he was a girl, uh, which that was, first of all, that oh, oh was my Zuo god, that was, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yes, it was. That was. <laughs> Yeah, how, how many people are oh in in here? What are you doing here? The I don't know why he was in the show. I don't know why he showed up just to get murdered. But uh, dude, yeah, what, sure. is it, what is it
2: with like what is it with Garo and Sentai Alums just being like, I want to be in there now?
3: I know, right? <laughs> like. It just happens. It just kind of happens. You know what? Maybe maybe
2: Amamiya is just way into Sentai. And he's like, hmm, I, I mean, wonder how I could kill this guy.
3: The motherfucker made Jetman. I would
2: hope he's into Sentai. Or, or maybe, he, or like he saw a guy and he's like, mm, I want to see his ass a couple times. Put him in. Put him in. I mean, show.
3: you know what? You know what? That's uh, that's some good thinking, even though he didn't do that show. Um, <laughs> uh, right.
2: Yeah, uh, but still, like it's weird. A lot of Sentai people are just go to Garo. Like, fuck, say Yellow Lion, just get there to die.
3: Yeah, Yellow Lion shows up to deliver exposition in one and then scene then die and then dies off screen. <laughs> it's like what he did in Ghost. Die. It's oh, no. It's comes I, I in, it's, comes in,
2: explains, ex- refuses to explain further. It dies.
3: I think it's even. I think it's no. I think it's a little better in Ghost because he has more screen time in Ghost. I, yeah, that's true. does like, again, he doesn't come
2: in. He's like. Go
4: away, Nagumo,
2: you're a bitch. You no, know
3: Yeah, I will
4: say it was done better here in Garo. At least we didn't have time travel. I mean, no, it's...
3: Uh, I was about to say, on the other hand, that's more screen time in Ghost. So it's still... It, it kind of loses there. Exactly. exactly. I, I right.
2: would rather die in Garo than live in Ghost. That's true. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> huh. Wait, uh,
1: can I ask one thing? <laughs> There's one thing that's always been
3: perplexing me about Takane.
2: Yes, he has a 14-inch No, storm.
3: not that. I'm being serious. Who- I mean, listen. <laughs> listen, if all of the internet femboys I've seen are anything to go by, I'm sure AJ's right about that <laughs> now it's Go
2: on,
1: we? Like, okay, so throughout the show, we find out that Takane murdered someone, murdered a classmate, yes. and, mm-hmm. th- and we don't know who, but we never know who it is. And we also find out that he was raised by an abusive mother. A very abusive yeah. mother. Do yeah. you think that... Yeah. Do, is, is there the possibility that the person he's murdering was not a classmate but his mother?
2: Mm, I don't think the show is that smart to imply that. Because they at the very end they imply that who he killed was a bully, not his mother.
3: I mean, the thing is that it's all of the newspaper articles, both the you know ones in the past and the ones in the present we see... They very clearly say that he killed a classmate, so Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I think maybe like, maybe he probably would have done that if he had won the game or something. I think that was like in the back burner there, but I think at the same time, like, Takane probably like really buried that part of him until the game kind of kind of brought it back. Yeah, I will say this is another case where a prediction was very obvious and came true, but not in the way people expected is that everybody kind of saw talking in the first episode where he's this very timid kind of like meek individual, very girly, you know, again, he's gender neutral, very timid, feminine individual. And everybody was like, okay, so he's going to get mind broken by the game and go full sicko mode at the end, (laughs) which, (laughs) which technically happened, except one, it happened way earlier than everybody expected, and two, he was already completely insane before starting the game. So it he wasn't you can't really go, go sicko mode if you're already in was, sicko he, mode. He was already in sicko mode. To begin with. I mean, with. when you're
1: threatening, when you're threatening journalists and basically making them think rethink
3: their profession, you know you're sick. I mean, you know what? Hey, that's based. Fuck journalists, but at the same time, like, do what you I to was really surprised words. by by how quickly that shoe dropped with him because you have the whole, the whole arc where, Oh, he finds out that his, uh, his idol, his inspiration for becoming a model is in the game too. He starts following him around and you expect the, uh, like the twist is that, Oh, the model is going to try to kill him because he wants more power. And that's what kind of like starts to slowly break him into the game. But, but no, he just, he just Dabs him completely unceremoniously because his entire end game was to kill him to begin with. And it's it's such a shock. I it legitimately caught wow, me off guard wow, the first time. Wow, 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 wow.
2: <laughs> Almost. Just start, just, start, just start playing that over the scene. It's fine.
3: <laughs> and then from there, honestly, I think he has a higher body count. Than the oh, oh hey, guys.
2: By a long if shot, that, Jay.
1: If, the, if there was as many keys as he had, I'm pretty sure he had more keys than that maze.
2: He
1: killed people. This
2: yeah. motherfucker has probably the biggest body count in the entire show. Bar <laughs> none. And that's including the serial killer.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I,
2: it's insane.
3: Like, honestly, having the serial killer guy is entirely superfluous because he's basically the same character, except... Again, we know. I know. We, we already said this, but why? I they why they why they felt the need to have another serial ki- killer character just doesn't make any sense at all. It just see it's feels weird because weird. I
2: they they don't they don't introduce him or they don't make it seem like he is a serial killer. They make it seem like he is more just heavily disturbed. But I mean, even then, like he becomes a serial killer anyways. So it's like it's like you said, it's redundant because all right. We're, we have a serial killer, but then a character becomes a serial killer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck's the point? But I will say, though, he is still one of the most interesting characters in this show, solely on the fact that he is just a disturbed little
3: shit. He Like,
2: wow, I have, not, I have not felt this unnerved by a Tokusatsu character in a long time.
3: I, and I like that, even though it... The, it it's a very sharp decline from being like kind of a weirdo and a little disturbed to full on murderer I like that they don't go like super overkill with him until the very end too where yeah he's already like murdering people left and right you know game two but even in real life he's still like he's still kind of normal like he's not like a full crazy man you know obviously where he's being harassed by the journalists and there he's just kind of like he's kind of putting up with it until it reaches a boiling point there exactly and there that feels like an, like a natural progression of like okay I'm done kind of hiding who I am so I'm f- you know this is me finally snapping but then once you get to like the last couple of games where he's just like full on lunatic mode in real life basically and I I like that too as well where outside of the game they still keep him relatively grounded up until the very end. It's cuz it's cuz up till
2: th- it's cuz up till then it was still just a game to him until he realized no this is real. I have to fucking just let it out. Oh yeah. I honestly dude, he is like I shouldn't I shouldn't say my favorite character because that would make it seem like I like his ideas, but he is the most interesting character in the show just by how they treat him. Like cuz mm. they don't treat him like just a normal psycho they really really go into like no this guy is sincerely fucked in the head to the point where even the other characters are just like what the fuck is wrong with you dude
1: <laughs> like everybody literally looks at him and is like what the fuck the weird thing is, what is up with that rabbit of, of his? Is that supposed to be, like... Did you watch the show? I did. It's, I mean, I... It, they basically say it right there. It's, It's
2: like, it's basically, a like, a representation of, like, his mental state.
3: Yeah, it's, it's who it, he sees. It's like a voodoo doll of himself, basically, more or, he, or less. It's who he sees. I
1: thought it was kind of like he took his old self and put it in the rabbit, and then he basically became a new person.
3: No, nah. I mean, like metaphorically speaking, sure, maybe, but it they kind of set it, up like yeah that he's making the rabbit before he like kills <laughs> somebody and his mom beating him up and tearing up the rabbit is kind of what pushed him over. the the uh,
2: the idea that I got from it was more the rabbit was the i the rabbit was the start of him being able to accept. All oh, right. I can be someone else that people don't fucking despise. And his mom beating him kind of cemented the idea of okay, I literally have to hide this. Like it's it's kind of weird to say, but this is the most accurate depiction of someone mentally going insane I've ever seen in the Toku show. It's
3: just It's it's a very it's a very good depiction both of like the way I, you know not to, not to be a fart sniffer but like the way lgbtq culture is kind of presented of being like using it as a way of like of symbolizing who you want to be as a person and then the reaction to that as well at the same time being a good way of representing how you know people develop mental illnesses and psychosis form it like of like of like uh, you know boost abuse, abuse of childhoods and traumatic situations kind of kind of cause the mind to just Go yeah. nutso over the years, and you know how much you try to bury it. You know every, even you know nothing ever really stays buried. You know you you just get better at hiding it.
2: It's one of those things where it's like you start actually questioning during the show. It's like, is he like this because he was always like this, or did the abuse of child t- childhood and the traumatic experiences of killing somebody basically mold him into saying, I have to be this person? Because that other person is gonna come out someday, and I'm fucking terrified of that. It's weird. It's it's interesting,
3: and I do like that they never give a definitive answer <laughs> to it. Cause like, you got him going. You know, you got him at the end where he's fighting Amo, and Amo starts just just pummeling the hell out of him, and you get the oh god, that was messed bomb, up, bro. which is which is very weirdly brutal, even for a show like Gara, which is usually doesn't shy away from this kind of realistic violence. It's so, like, brutal, because it's, again, it's just Amo just repeatedly blowing him in the face, and he's just he's just screaming mommy the entire time while Dude, he's Dude, legit, breaking that down was fucking, tears. like, oh, Jesus it was, Christ. It was really unsettling, too, because he's just, like, he's just gushing blood out of his mouth after oh, every yeah. scream.
2: I, I think the one that, I think the, like, the one part of that that really hit me the most was, like... <laughs> Like he says, like I don't want to die thinking of my mom. And You just see Amo just like tearing up, like oh Jesus. He's I'm, just like why oh yeah, this him? is
3: like this is like a real person underneath. <laughs> like like you're crazy. like he's yeah. looking
2: at him like I'm beating up this guy who doesn't need to die. He needs fucking help, dude. What the fuck?
1: I feel like when like that final blow, that final blow to Takane was less of a of Amo winning, but more just putting the poor guy out of his misery
2: basically i mean that's basically what he said like i'm gonna put you out of your misery and send you to some place with more peace like where you can be at peace which
1: is actually kind of prophetic when you think about it
2: honestly i like the entire idea behind takane's character where it's just like i don't know dude. like something about it just really really resonated with me i don't know what that says about me, by the way but it just resonated with me where i'm just like this guy it just feels like jay said it and I know he was talking about the fight scene, but like the, his entire arc and personality feels oddly more like brutally realistic than these shows r- usually go to. Like you'll usually have like a surface level understanding of it, but this like, i was just like, no, let's give you, let's give you people something to think about.
3: And I, again, to speak of, to think about, I do like that. They don't give a definitive answer. Like, Oh yeah. Again, you have him screaming at the end about you know, him crying about his mother where you never really quite get the idea of oh is everybody he kills just a symbol you know symbolic of his mom you know that's that's kind of his thing is him lashing out of against his abusive childhood or is his abusive childhood the cause of his psychotic behavior and I like that they never give a good answer on that they kind of leave it ambiguous there at the end it was really, really awesome good, honestly really good decision yeah. there with the writers
2: it, it's one of those things it's one of those characters in tokusatsu where I'm just like he kind of goes above what you would usually get in these shows, and that's why I love this fucking. That's why I love this fucking uh, subset of fucking entertainment, dude. Because you always get shit like this out of nowhere, especially like in this type of stuff. It's like, fuck. It's like when we were watching Doku Chan. Like they just go this whole fucking socialism route with crabs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, like that, one that was shit. really weird, wasn't it? That was it. Was dope. Dogu-chan in general is fucking weird, bro? Yes, it was. Fucking the anti-censorship episode alone should tell you that. Like, what <laughs> the fuck was that? But yeah, I I loved uh, Takane's character. It was a really good character, and again, it's a good character that you just you don't like, but you understand, and that's the best kind of character. You don't gotta like him. you just gotta understand them. And again, like Jay said, most one of the most brutal ways of fucking dying in a show like this just literally getting punched to death. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Oh yeah. I look like, look, that fucking picture that I took of his like bloody face, that was just like, ugh, uh. that's that's battle royale tier.
3: Yeah, with the with like the the White spotlight in the black room with the I don't know if there was like snowflakes or flower petals or whatever, just kind of slowly trickling down. And you get the, again, you get the bright red blood there, contrasting with the the neutral color palette of everything. It's it makes it really pop out. It makes it really, really, uh, honestly, kind of artsy, even for Garo, even for Garo, which is usually a very artsy kind of show. This entire
2: on, show was very much Amamiya like oh, yeah. is
3: just like that. Yeah, and uh, dude, legit
2: Amamiya. And I and I will get to my gripes with it, obviously, you know, with the with the show feeling kind of cheap. But in general, Amamiya really tried to push the boundaries of what his visuals can be in a show like this, for the most part. Like a lot of little points here, it just feels like him, like experimenting with, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want like visual storytelling, and obviously, obviously, Amamiya is a master at that at this point. Like, but with this and with this specifically, it was like. Yeah, I think you kind of hit it on the on the nail on the head with this one, Amamiya. You you did good, bud. You did good.
3: Oh yeah. Hmm.
2: <clears throat> uh. So who do we talk about now? Uh,
3: who
1: else? Is uh, who well, everybody? let's get
3: our get our get our villains out of the way because they're both one dimensional. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we have uh, Ho- Ho- Azami, what about Akiba a- Blue, a- and Hogiri. Uh, Hogiri, I believe was his Ho- name. Hogiri, I think his name was or Hogiri. who is a big sore loser, a big whiny cry baby loser, (laughs) basically. Loser! You're a loser! (laughs) You feel sorry for yourself? Baby, what a bottle! Big dirt bottle! Loser! (laughs) Uh. (laughs) But, um, both of our main villains are very one-dimensional, and that's fine, because they both complement each other, because they're one-dimensional. They manage to fit together well, but on their own, neither of them are particularly interesting. Because Azami oh, is basically the Antichrist, evil for evil's sake, who is here manipulating people and manipulating the game just to generate Inga because evil, basically. She has no end goal other than generating the dark metal because evil. And that's fine. When in a In a context like this, you don't really need to have a villain who has like a grand, elaborate origin or anything like that, or a big, a big world-spanning, bad, you know, evil scheme.
1: But then she just. I walks mean, sake, let's go
3: back to let's go back to uh, to the original battle royale where, the games basically existed because the Japanese government was incompetent, and you don't have any more, more idea than that. That's basically the end game of it. Is that. The, ja- the government sucks at their job, so let's get get a bunch of teenagers to kill themselves.
0: <laughs>
3: and even in the context of the movie, you have Takeshi Kitano's character, whose only real like motive is he's just here to do his job. He's just the supervisor here. He doesn't have any grand scheme or motive, because, I mean, he's just getting paid to watch these kids kill themselves. That's it. And that's exactly. fine. That's fine in this context, but that also leaves them not a whole lot to really talk about.
2: Yeah, and it's it's kind of sad cuz like we literally went on this whole thing with fucking Takane and Amo and everybody else and it's like for the villains to be so kind of like meh and you know this kind of comes to something and I and I've and I think I've mentioned this before. <coughs> Excuse me. I've mentioned this before. I kind of hate the idea of having unless you're going to do something with them or have them being legitimately important I always hate the idea of introducing, like, a super-uber-powerful final boss in Battle Royales. Because usually they're not very good.
3: No. no. Like,
2: rem- like, for for example. Like, for example, Kanzaki Shiro and Odin. <laughs> like, everybody else is more interesting than he was. Or the fucking Overlords in Gaim. Who the fuck were they? <laughs> or fucking, or fucking Sagat. Let's not even get into him until January. Mm. But fucking all that shit. Like, I hate that. I, I hate it because... It seems like something obvious to do. It's like, oh, he's the final boss. He has to be the one to, you know, fight the guy at the end. But I would at least like if there was at least something interesting about them. Because if not, I would have... I, I think everybody, most people would be okay if this ended at Kuon versus Amo. Because at least there, there was a definitive winner. And you liked or at least understood both of the characters at that point. Because well, Hagari <laughs> was just like, hey, I lost... I suck at being Garo because I couldn't pull out a sword.
3: On one hand, it's weird where it was very predictable that the end was going to be Hagari in the evil Garo armor versus uh, Kuan in the regular Garo armor. Sure. Even though, I won't lie, as obvious as it was that he wasn't going to be Garo, the show really did keep me guessing whether or not they were going to have uh, Amo become Garo instead of Kuan.
2: I, that's, I mean, honestly, dude. I kind of expected them to pull that twist too. I thought Amu was gonna win.
3: I knew it wasn't going to happen because they Kuan was the only one anybody talked about in advertising. So I knew he was going to be the real Garo because obviously he's the real main character. But even though, even then, the show really, really did have me guessing up until like uh, the final arc if if Kuan was going to be Garo or not.
2: I mean that's just but, that's just the that's just the markings of a good character. I mean shit, yeah. this, this is the same thing that everybody thought back in Gaim. Like everybody wanted Kota uh, Ko to fucking lose.
1: Yeah, <laughs> nobody with, wanted him to win. Well, with what no. they did with Kaito, do you, uh, could, do you really think Kaito would have been?
2: It don't matter. We'll get to that in January. So back to where we're saying. The hog- uh, I, I'll <laughs> say
1: this. Hogury. Hogari could have been interesting. Hagri Hogri,
2: not Hogary in a hole.
1: I don't care. That's a
3: place where you get sandwiches filled. I just call I, know, I just call right? him
1: Vale now because I just call him Vale to make it easier. He could have been it's fair. he could have been interesting. In and he was he was meant he was chosen, or at least he had the potential to be like they wanted him to be Garo. And he couldn't pull the sword after he won. That could have been symbolic of Garo judging him. Because, oh, this kid used hatred. He didn't He didn't want it because, oh, he wants to be Garo. He wants to protect people. No, he just let his innermost demons come out. Now, granted, we never saw that. <laughs> we saw that in uh, Yellow Lion's character, but we never <laughs> saw that in him.
2: See, I, I like the idea you're going with, but I would have thrown it one step further to where I would have liked if he actually had a resentment against Garo. Like if the whole thing was like, just to get the veil to kill Garo in general, because he has a resentment against him. Because think about it, he or was kind of like, like Kuon. Corrupt where, the
3: legacy of Garo or something pr- like that.
2: Like, yeah. where he was like, he had a fucking thing against, like, like Kuon. Like, he saw this kid, he saw himself in this kid, and when he was a kid, he was like, well, I want to be like, like, he was like Kuon as a kid, where he's like, oh, I don't want to fucking fight, I don't want to kill people. But then he's forced to and then he realizes, well, what the fuck? I killed all these people and I still don't get it. So what the fuck was the point of all of this? He's basically he's basically like what who would have been if this whole thing really did turn out to be a big old scam. Yes. Like and mm-hmm. I like that idea. It's just they never really pushed it like they, they just make him big evil final boss Armstrong, man. But even Armstrong's better than this guy. Yeah,
3: like, at least Armstrong had like an understandable motive. I mean, and he had nano machines. As completely bug fucking insane as Armstrong and his plan was, at least his end goal made sense. And he kicked a robot. I think the problem is that like that Huggery just doesn't have any kind of personality to him. Like, because his backstory comes so late in the show, episode nine, it comes. They just don't have a chance to explore it. Is the problem exactly? If we had, if we had gotten the origin episode like episode like four or something or like even even let's see let's give it some benefit episode seven right and you don't make it obvious that oh the kid who failed to become garo is hoggery you kind of you kind of leave it you kind of leave it ambiguous whether or not he was the the kid who lost and nearly died or he was the one who was cho- you know he was the winner and then failed to become garo you leave it ambiguous there yeah and then, because then, they they start trying to set up like a, you know, like a, you're not, we're not so different, you and I kind of arc with him and Kuon, where they're kind of the same, you know, they, they have a little similarities, too, where they both, they both wanted the power of Garo to protect people, and they both had to give in to their own, they had to give up their kind of morals to, to give in to the, the violence of the game, and you know, it ended up it ended up having to be this way that we had to fight to the death for our for our goals and even after he sacrificed all of that, Huggery lost and you know even even though he won, he lost and he still has that resentment there. So the whole game is him trying to to make up for the, his loss and get what he truly deserved and kind of corrupt Garo in the, uh, exactly. the process. You know, and they they never really quite go so far as doing the. Uh, Join me, and we can rule the galaxy as father and son mm-hmm. kind of thing.
2: That would have been hilarious. They,
3: that would, you know what? No, that would have been that would have been good too. Riden, join
2: like, me, and we can be <laughs> nano machines together.
3: That would have been a, I, I think that would have been interesting too. As if Hagari saw part of Kuan in him more than he did, and he started trying to tempt him, and started trying to rig the game for for Kuan's sake, and he starts trying to reject that, and I, you know I, that would have been interesting, but. They introduced that like two episodes before the finale, and there is no time to explore it at all. Now, do ashamed. you
2: think? I was gonna say, do you think that is because they were only given twelve episodes? Because I'm not gonna say that this was meant to be. I think they only gave them twelve episodes.
3: No, this was definitely meant to only be twelve. episodes. Was it? Yes. Amamiya had
2: some fucking balls, thinking he could pull this off, and well, in the way I mean.
3: Amamiya's not the writer, obviously. He, Is he, he not the writer of this di- one? No, he only directed this one.
2: Oh, so our, who wrote it?
3: Our main director, or main writer, rather, based on what I could find, and oh, main boy. in this case being wrote the most episodes, was mm-hmm. a man named Masaki Hiramatsu, Okay. Mm-hmm. whose only mm-hmm. notable credit was writing fucking Ark of the Lad 3 20 years ago.
4: <laughs> and then oh, base- we're
3: working with some fucking heavyweights here. And basically everything else looks like some fucking visual novel movie adaptation <laughs> shit. I don't know. I so, mean, if
2: you had told me it was the guy who did Vanny Nights, I'd be all for it.
3: Well, I mean, that, that's the guy who did Maji Rangers. So that you know, he has experience. But see, Maji Ranger
2: shit. I've heard is not like Vanny Nights.
3: That's, well, of course Maji it's Ranger, not. No, Maji <laughs> very
2: different. If Maji Ranger was like Vanny Nights, I would be all over that shit.
3: Are you kidding me? That'd still be the most popular sentai.
2: It would be the only sentai left because they wouldn't want to renew it after that bullshit. (laughs) Fucking Maji Red eating his sister? Let's go. Uh, uh, Anyways, as you were saying.
3: But no. Anyways. So, so of course, Amamiya is not the writer of the show, but at the same time, we're... (sighs) I think it's clear that this wasn't meant to be any longer than 12 episodes just because the structure of the show is in a way where they kind of, it kind of naturally leads to a point of anything longer would have felt weird because then there's, they're trying to stall for time with the games and then they're, then they, you run the risk of running out of ideas and stuff. And, you know, how, how can we come up with more interesting ways for people to get murdered without like just straight up ripping stuff off? Like, yeah you know, it, it never gets quite so far as the, the electrified beam, uh, 50 stories tile halt. Off the ground like in fucking kaiji or anything, but <laughs> I mean, granted, granted, that would be really fun if they did that.
2: They but. just make a. They should, they should have made a fucking uh, spike pit. Yeah, Don't some could've. people off spike pit. Full, go full Mortal Kombat with do, it. Yeah, do
3: it like a uh, like Soul Caliber. They're just on a floating platform in the middle of nothing, and if you oh. fall off, well, you know, too bad, guy. But. Yeah, you you just slightly stepped off the fucking rain. Too bad, I win. <laughs> and I think that's the problem too. Is that like they they try to do that thing where they the villains try to manipulate the heroes. It's like because that's the thing with the battle. You know, you have the battle royale shows where it's it's all about testing your heroes' motives and their their personalities and their their resolves. And on one hand, having the villains trying to manipulate them into doing that and having them actively fuck with them beyond promising power and stuff like that it it starts to get a little iffy like in like in Ryuki when uh when Kanzaki kan, when fuck bleh 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 yes thank you Kanzaki Shiro when Kanzaki starts trying to manipulate Shinji directly by giving him power ups and Shinji's still just like fuck off dick I'm still gonna stick to what I'm doing there and you kinda have that playing with the expectations. That at least works in Ryuki, where it doesn't you know, for for Kanzaki's goal, it doesn't really matter who wins. And in the same in the same sense, it it's the same in this show where it really doesn't matter if anybody wins because whoever wins still loses at the end because they don't expect anybody to actually be able to use Garo and this was all just an excuse to generate the veil. So it's fine in this instance where you're trying to manipulate people in your your death game because because it's 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 weird because the villains being so one dimensional it it feels weird that they would even bother but at the same time again their end goal it doesn't matter if they manipulate people or not so exactly it, it's a little weird
2: that's what, that's what I'm saying I wish we could just have a show and I know it'd be kind of clunky because you'd have to explain why they'd be fighting and who put it all together but I wish there was a show where you would just have a battle royale straight up. Whoever the last two, who, the last two who fight, whoever wins that wins that. That's it. Nobody else comes in. There's no final boss. Vince McMahon is not the final. It's not the higher power. None of that bullshit comes in. Just they win. M-
3: Vince
2: McMahon. Don't worry about it,
3: though. <laughs> no, you know what? Having Vince McMahon be the final boss would make a little bit more sense. Oh, come cool on! Least. Oh, come cool on! Yeah. It's oh. me. Come cool on! <laughs> it was me
0: all along.
3: Come cool on, look. Look Kuan,
2: Look at these lats. Look at these calves. They're so even. Ugh. He would be that type of guy. He'd be like, "Oh my god, look how many pecs Garo has." Uh so sh- let's talk about the ending because the ending actually yeah, let's talk about the ending because uh it's great.
3: So I again, it feels natural that the show ends with the big fight with the Garo armors, because I mean you can't really do a Garo show without fucking Garo in it. Sure even you can. This, there was 12 this was, episodes of this bullshit. I mean, I know that. I was about to say, <laughs> even though this show is, in fact, a Garo show without Garo in it. But at the same time, it does feel like it makes sense to have Kuan become Garo. Because mm-hmm. it would have been weird if it was just like, oh, haha, tough shit, you lose. I have my super mega death armor and the world is fucked. And then he doesn't even get, like, a fighting chance or doesn't even really get to, like, do anything. You know, you know, he doesn't even get a chance to do talk no jutsu because he just gets cut down immediately, right? Because that's, that's what he tries to do anyways, is he just tries to murder Kuon the second he gets his armor. Exactly. So, having it end with the winner actually becoming Garo, as promised, feels natural and it feels like it was earned. Sure. And the final fight was absolutely worth it because up to that point, well... Well, the shit wasn't anything subdued. Granted, by Garo standards it was relatively tame up until that final fight where it goes absolutely totally bonkers with it. And I I really did enjoy the final battle because it feels like that chance to have Hagiri and Kuon like have that moral debate with each other about their contra you know, their similar personalities but their contrasting morals. And it it feels good, too, because it just you have that scene there where he's in the headlock and he's like he's thinking about all of his friends. And by friends, I mean, like the people, he had to murder people who tried to murder him and, and like occasionally Nagumo and everybody else who tried to murder him, which I think was kind of a little weird. It would have been like it would have made it a little bit more sense for him to think about and like Takane like, Takane. <laughs> If Takane wasn't a fucking lunatic to him all uh, the day... Ah, my great like, friend <laughs> Takane, <Takeni. laughs> My great friend, we had all these moments together. And he thinks back to, like, the one time in the dressing room where Takane told him to eat shit. And it's like, man, what a great friendship we what had. You know, again, guy. this only
4: builds credence to... This is, like, Kwon is basically just a shonen protag in the wrong environment. That's literally the wrong. Yeah. He literally has
2: like he literally has the shown friendship flashback with people who don't want anything <laughs> to fucking do with like,
3: him. I mean, he has the, he has the friendship flashback with Kanata, and he never I even know, interacted. Yeah. It's with like him. it's like
2: imagine if like in Gaim he had like a flashback to all like the energy writers. Ah, Sid, what a great guy.
3: Or like he had a flashback to like like Hase. Like, his friendship with Hase, which and was nothing. it's only him dying. Yeah, or like, <laughs> yes. <a> Ryola Sengoku. <laughs> it was
4: just like, oh, why?
2: Oh
3: yeah. Yeah, like, all, like, like two neutral interactions we had with him before he went full supervillain. Yeah. And see,
2: here's the thing, though. Like, I kind of thought, and, and see, this is why I said earlier, I rather would have just had the fight with Kuan and Amo be the last one. Because that one was way fucking better.
3: I mean, it was. it
2: was. That was a way fucking better... Like, that was an amazing fucking fight. Because it was just all fucking balls and no wall. It was amazing. And then we kind of get CG, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I just don't like yeah, CG. Yeah, I think... What are we watching?
3: Shogeki Garagen? I think I agree. Everything being CG, it, f- it makes it a little worse. And obviously that's because they were only going to use the suit in, like, one episode, so... Cost-wise, it made sense not to spend money on two suits. Sure. But on the other hand, it was like... Because you got all this really cool, like, action, and none of it's really all that, like, insane by Garo standards. I mean, it's... You know, sure, you got the energy sword whip, and you got Kuan fucking punting the veil halfway across the CG (laughs) environment like he's a football, right? It's pretty fucking funny. Which was great. But, I mean having it be CG just feels really weird. And like, I understand because of cost-wise, but... Sure. It it makes the, the fight a little worse in comparison. I would to, agree there. To be
2: fair, and I say it like this, but again, they know they probably wouldn't have done it. Would have it been better if they only used the Garo and Veil suits for the last like final blow? Because <laughs> and... that way we would cut down on the CG, and we would still have a good fight with the actors, Like, because again, like, Kuan and Amo had a great fight, and it it had no CG in it, besides, like, obvious, like, effects, like, blood effects and stuff like that. I think if you had, because they even teased us, Hagri and Kuan were starting to do a little bit of the kung fu sorty bullshit. I think if you had it only done for that last final fight, like, clash, I think it would have been much better received, at least for me. Like,
4: actually, like, this kind of raises the question for me, because, (laughs) again, kind of a... We're definitely really new to like Garo and whatnot, but like, first off, like, are the fights usually like this CG'd?
2: Uh, at like Makai Senki wasn't, not really. Okay,
3: it depends on who is when Amamiya is producing and directing it. No, they're usually not this CG heavy, even when there's CG, it's mostly like you know, if I don't remember if you watched Shogeki Guraigen with this, but but it's the suits are real, but then the the environments and everything else are CG laced. So it's more to
2: enhance the. Vibe. So.
3: Yes, they're more. It's more there to yeah. enhance it, and whenever it's not Amamiya, it's usually just all CG. And I think the last time they did full CG, the entire show was uh, Yamitara and everybody <clears throat> fucking hated it. So <clears throat> even then, they they still do real suits most of the time, but. Even when they do CG fights, yeah, people tend to hate the CG fights. It's it's because they just don't
2: look... Look, I'm sorry, but it's the same thing when I was telling you earlier with the blood splats. They don't follow real physics. They don't follow real momentum, and it just looks off. That's why I hate CG fights in any fucking anything, because it just doesn't follow... it, It doesn't look right. It never looks right. It just looks kind of... It just looks
3: shitty. Oh, Yeah.
2: That's why that's why I, I have such a hard-on for fucking Kuhn versus Amo, because that was just full-on them. It was just them fighting it out, and it looked great. And then you have fucking Armstrong over here with his fucking bullshit bullwhip, and it just looked... Eh. I, I, I think it's also because CG and TV shows in Japan just haven't hit that level and I don't think they're ever going to for a while I mean shit look at Revice, dude Revise still looks bad and we, we're apparently running on run, Unreal Engine 5 what the fuck
3: oh yeah wow. yeah the CG
2: in, in Kamen Rider upgraded to the Unreal Engine oh. 5 well oh I have Unreal
3: oh, 4 tech. oh it's still Unreal 4 that. yeah well <laughs> Unreal <laughs> 5 doesn't exist yet AJ they yes, haven't it released it This yes, does they haven't released it yet, have no, they? No, it's real. No, oh, I know it's real. They announced it, like, a the, oh, Their Matrix tech
2: demo was based on that, dude. <sighs> Man,
3: the, the Matrix doesn't count.
2: Yes, it does. Fuck you. It's a game that's in the public that has Unreal Engine 5. Bite my beat.
3: Matrix more like... gar VR? Look, the Matrix sucks
2: ass, dude, but I'm yes, just saying it does. it's real. Look, the Anyways, Matrix, Yeah, but like I said, the Matrix t- sucks ass, but it counts. <laughs> to get, Anyways. To
3: get back to the point, to answer Chad's question, um... No, they're usually not this much of a CG fest. And I think, again, it's just because this one was a shorter show with a low budget. I think that's probably why. (laughs) Low budget?
2: I think you misspoke. It's no budget. Oh, Oh, my God. I think I saw a couple of walls fall down on the set a couple of times. uh, Dude, I'm not going to lie. This show... For what it's for what it's worth, they did what the best with what they could, but it looked cheap. No, oh, like yeah. if I'm gonna it be honest,
4: cheap. If I'm gonna be very honest, like I had to like remind myself throughout like viewing this show that it's basically this was not a COVID production. This was a show that had like basically I don't know regular regular filming protocols. I guess you could say yeah, where, regular like, production. No, yeah, it was a regular production that didn't require any social distancing or any. Special conditions that would, well, I guess back then wasn't exactly threatening to any of the actors or the, like, the film crew at all. And it's just kind of, like, with that in mind, it was just really kind of off-putting, especially to see, like, that amount of CG used in a final battle. And just, I don't know, it was just, it was weird.
2: It, it, it is weird. And again, like, I, 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 I ranted about this in the survey uh, earlier. I hate the CG blood. And the CG wounds, dude. Oh, my God. Dude, did you see the fucking slash wound on Amo at the very end? Uh, <laughs> that was yeah. so uh, bad. Yeah. That was so bad, dude. Like, it was. this was not a good-looking CG show at all. Which is ironic because all the fucking fight scenes were awesome for the
1: most part. Like, the actual character fight scenes were fucking great they were really visceral Like I, that's one thing I've always loved about Garo shows the fighting compared to something like Rider or Sentai the fights are really They're visceral like, and I love it fuck, it so, kind of makes me you wonder know, like, I who, I was, who,
4: who actually does the action choreography for Garo shows or specifically this one uh, M- multiple people
3: I think Amamiya does but I don't remember off the top of my head
2: look if Amamiya is the one who told Amo hey do a German suplex. That he is my favorite director of all time. Yeah. Because, look, I knew I was in for a fun time when the fucker just. He started just doing. He fucking did a suplex out of nowhere, and then he did a German <laughs> suplex, and then oh, he yeah. did a clothesline, and I'm like, alright, Amma was out for my fucking heart right now, because this is amazing. Like, mm. literally fucking amazing. Honestly, everybody had a pretty realistic fighting style. Like, it didn't look pretty, but it looked real and i was like yeah that's interesting i like that i like this a lot like
1: you could see like you could see that t- like i had i have co-workers who say like they can't watch power rangers because some of them one of them does do martial arts and she said that like it like you wouldn't be able to do that type of fighting in a street fight because they would cheat garo fights and even to an extent common teacher i can see being done in like a street well, yeah because
2: like one of the bigger one of the bigger things that I know a lot, I remember when VR came out, someone complained about it, Uh, you, especially during the, the final fight. You saw how Kuon was, like, just, just flailing away with his punches. That's pretty realistic because if you're just trying to knock some motherfucker out, you're not really going to care if you look pretty. You just want to fucking kill this guy. And yeah. it looked great. It looked really good. The only one that kind of looked a little fucky was Takane, but, I mean, the guy probably weighs about 10 pounds soaking wet, so... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... I I think that's pretty much everything. Unless you can think of something, Jay?
4: What about that ending, though? Oh, that's oh, right, yeah. We never actually really got to talk about the ending. That yeah, ending, right. we The, the, the semi-bittersweet ending. ending. So is... Where, uh... I, I kind of want to read it for this. So, is that the Bakai Dimension? That Kwon's just, like, kind of stuck there? Or, like...
3: What? Well... I don't know because the VR game was in Makai but then they're they're in the mountains so I guess maybe they're in the real world now maybe they're still stuck in Makai cuz also it by does... the
2: way everybody twist uh the VR game is not a VR game it's actually in the Makai realm
3: yeah i think i brought that up earlier did you i it might Shock. have um because when when they have uh, Amo and Kuwan's big final fight is in the little little area where um in Makai where Huggery uh, had his fight in the original tournament but then then they go to the the weird blue window room you know the windows Vista screensaver room <laughs> and then suddenly they're in in a snowy field afterwards so I think no they are back in the real world as of the final uh, final scene
4: hmm. so then so then, then basically scary. after like so then basically, after Azami says, like, lols, I just I just basically did this just for funsies, and, like, you know what, this was fun, I'm gonna f- pick up a new hobby, or, like, I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm go star in, like, another tokusatsu show, basically. It should just basically say, like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna tell you to fuck off, and then now you're just kind of stuck here, so peace, homie.
2: Yeah, like, basically. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird to say, because the show kind of ended with Satan just being, like, lol, bye, and the hero just kind of, like,
3: well, fuck. I guess I'm going Cause, home. Because the show ends with... the Yeah, the show ends with the bad guy winning. And our hero, the only one powerful enough to stop them, quitting and giving up. Which, on one hand, is a really good ending. I really like this ending. It really works with the themes of the show, and it really kind of serves as a good... uh. Good end point to Kuan's character, where he finally gave in and he finally got the power. And he's like, "I don't want this power. I don't want this responsibility. It was not worth it to get to here." And he he gives it up. He he goes back to being normal. Which, if it weren't for the fact that the show also ends with Azami having the full veil suit of dark uh, dark metal and running off completely unhinged with nobody enough powerful enough to stop her you know the fucking reincarnation of the super uber mega demon monster that killed garo you know you know the ultimate evil in the universe that that wins and we have no hero to stop it i think it would be a brilliant ending but it's still brilliant but then it also ends off in a weird space where okay so this is where the VR st- story ends. We never come back to it. We never follow up to it. And the show ends with the fucking bad guy winning and the only hero left giving up and quitting. Or you continue it and you completely decimate the emotional impact of the ending by having Kuan change his mind and becoming Garo again for reals. There's there's no real good way you can you could continue this. You don't it's win. Like, no. It's like it's like Battle Royale two. Where Battle <laughs> Royale one ended with the two kids escaping the Battle Royale tournament and l- running off to go live free and un you know, unmonitored from the government. And then comes Battle Royale two where because the Japanese government still won at the end, they're still doing the battle royales. So they they fucking change their minds and go back into the battle royale to try to stop it which doesn't make any fucking sense because it completely destroys the ending of the original movie by uh-huh. having them change their mind about trying to escape from the government well, well see
2: that's, that's the problem it's like no matter what ending you go with or ma- no matter what possibility mm-hmm. you go with technically you don't win with this ending cause like alright he comes back and kills Azami but like you said it destroys the emotional mm-hmm. impact of this ending in, to- in general but if you go with just this ending as it is, Azami's awesome, just gonna kill literally everybody anyways. Mm, she, she's she's got much. basically a world breaking nuke. So Fuck? Oh no? Or like it's it's the biggest oops. like it's it's the biggest like shoulder shrug ever. It's like I guess
4: Or see ya Or like what? Basically it's pretty much open ended enough. Is this where we see in a serious manner of like basically the Garo Ken basically chooses its next user? Or is this a thing of just like, oh yeah, by the way, all the Garos are like friggin' multiverse. So now we'll have Garo Decade. And then cross over through Garo the Garo world. We already
2: did have that. Oh yeah, that's right. It was uh <laughs> We already had Garo we Decade. We did.
4: I kinda of forgot that happened. Well then again. I actually Look, haven't watched it the, so.
2: Like the only way that this ending could be resolved without Kuon coming back would be stupid because it would just be Battle Royale 2 again. You would just have to do the whole thing all over again, which would be so fucking pointless. It'd be like... It would be like if you did Ryuki 2. Well, I mean, we if technically
3: got Ryuki 2. No we yeah, well, writer <laughs> Time is
2: fucking dumb and whoever wrote it should kill themselves.
3: Well, AJ, that's exactly the point is that I'm trying to make is that you try to follow up the battle royale show with a sequel, and the sequel can't fucking work because it requires you to completely destroy the ending of the original story. You're just stuck. You're it's stuck. Like, it's it, see like the fu- like out of everything possible, the fucking game guidance got this right because the game guidance don't have Koda coming back and they don't change the ending of the show. They're just they're all, other stories about what happened afterwards with all the stupid other characters. As
4: hell. All stupid as hell, They're though.
3: stupid as hell. Still, but that's just because of fucking Butcher. That's not because of the show itself. That Butcher wrote. No, no. Butcher yeah, did well, not
4: write any of the Gonkans. Oh, that's right. No, he,
3: that's right. He, he only. That's right. He didn't do the Gaim Let me, Zung, let me correct myself. Yeah, he
4: only did you the stage show, and even so, that was stupid. Or no, no, he didn't even do it. He oversaw that, and it was stupid.
3: But even then, that at least gets around it because it. It doesn't try to continue on from the ending of the show with the same cast. It just focuses on other people doing other things after the show is over. That's how you make that work. But the sh- the problem is that there is absolutely no way you can do that with this ending in particular. Because the show clearly ends with Kuan being chosen as Garo, so what the fuck do you and do? And everyone do you- else is dead! Do you have somebody else become Garo and Kuan's just there? then what's the fucking point of bringing him back? No, no, no. Then or, or not no, even no, bringing him have... back.
2: Again, like, you wouldn't even bring him back. You would just restart the whole game again, which, which would still fuck up the ending. Because it's like, after all this, Kuan, Kuan's fucking sacrifice and shit, after everybody dies, you're going to just do their game again? No, 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 okay. no. Here's the thing.
4: Here's here's what we do, okay? We, we saw Yellow Lion get killed. We saw Yellow Lion's kid oh my see God. him get killed. Now you have potential oh, for a no. sequel. And then you have... Yellow Lion's Kid. Garo versus Ghost? <laughs> yes. No. Orewa, Tenkuchi
2: Takuru. And when I was 18, I saw my dad get fucked by a whack ass ghost. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That would be terrible. <laughs> Just imagine Takuru putting on the fucking Garo armor. <laughs> yes. Oh. Nope. That would be fucking awful, dude. <laughs> but yes. Uh, it sucks, because, like, I like the ending, but I hate what it implies, if that makes sense.
4: It's very bittersweet.
2: It basically implies that the world's fucked. And as far as I know, Jay, they have no plans on making a sequel to this season anyways.
3: No, because the last Garo show that was announced has seemingly no connection to the other one. Granted... They only announced that a couple of months ago and they still haven't revealed any more information of it. So maybe it is. I don't know. The show's named after Koga's horse, so I'm going to assume that it's not a continuation of Versus Road. It,
2: no, it's just it's just literally an entire it's, show about the horse.
3: I'd watch that. And and
2: the I, and it's just I'd and it's just it a 24-minute loop of it being tossed off the fucking sword. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, to be really fair, that horse is kind of bad. We're to yeah, Goten horse. Is that at least voiced by Jounobu, vast, Kageyama?
3: badass but
0: uh, No, that's Aruba No,
3: but hold on, let me double check. Somebody, somebody did voice it. I don't remember. Uh, I would really like to get a figure. I would really love to get a figure out of Garo
1: and his horse. That would be
3: mm. well. You better be ready to pay four hundred dollars. Yeah <laughs> I ain't paying four hundred bucks, you pay for ah, this stuff. I think he was voiced in that first episode. Hang on, now I'm now I'm trying to figure this out. Hold on.
4: Well as I check Montanake for the <laughs> Fiki Arts uh, Gato. <laughs> huh. Yes. Apparently there is Koga Saijima for ten thousand yen. And then there's also um Goto Ryuga version for six thousand. Okay, okay, wow, there are, there are a bunch of them, actually. But those are also not Shinkocho. There's a Raiko version. Um... Uh, Saejima Raiga. Uh... Who else? Ryuga.
3: Raiga... Ra- Raiga was, uh, Koga's kid, so... That's basically the main timeline. Ah, gotcha. Uh... Which is how I it. Anyways, started why am I, run, why am I, I trying started. to look up the voice of the fucking horse? I don't even know. I don't know, but anyways. Because I am retarded, because, yes. Because the horse is awesome. This horse sucks uh, ass.
2: It's a fucking jobber. He,
3: it does. Goten gets beat up all the time.
2: Goten the time. is useless. But, <laughs> no. But. No. But. No.
3: The design
1: is pretty damn cool. I don't give a shit. Anyways. I give a shit. Anyways. I give a shit.
2: Anyways. I Anyway. So, Jay, that's I guess that's it. Uh, <laughs> that's that scar, for ya. And unle- well, you. And unless, fun, unless, kids. out of nowhere, unless out of nowhere, the next one's to be called Goten versus Road, I guess, is the end of this universe. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like people, it's just horses fighting each other to the death. I'd watch it. Oh, dude! Imagine takane is a fucking horse. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs>
3: Uh, But yeah uh, I really do like the ending But it's left in an uncomfortable Uncomfortable position where Whatever you try to follow it up with You lose
2: (sighs) Yeah Uh, It's one of those things where No matter what you do You're not gonna make You're gonna make somebody not like this Like somebody's not gonna like what you do with it If you try and resolve this which kind of sucks because, like, and again, like, like you said, Jay. On one hand, I really like the ending as well because it's so drastically different from every other Garo series. Because usually, all the Garo series ends up pretty happy endings. Like Koga gets laid, fucking Ryuga dies, which is great. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's my wishful thinking. And but this one is just like, hey, Kuon, you suck ass. Yeah, you're right. I quit. <laughs> he's like he's quitting his job at McDonald's he's like man fuck this I don't get paid for this which to be fair I mean I guess that brings up the question what do any of these guys any of these people do for fucking money I guess Amo just owns a bar which I mean fair enough he owns a dog too that dog's gonna die K- of starvation.
3: Kuan is a fucking high schooler no he's uh, not he's a college student he's, yes he was college student. I thought he, he's a college, college student yeah I don't know he just, I, assume, I mean I to be fair said, Amo
2: gave him like a big ass glass of scotch I would hope
3: yeah, well, you know what? That's, Amo does not seem like the most responsible individual. But I assume <laughs> Amo's the I, type
2: of guy who would give a who would give a taller scotch a gun and tell him to run in traffic.
3: Yeah. <laughs> See, I just assumed he was a, a quote unquote Japanese high schooler, by which I mean somebody in his mid thirties playing a teenager. But um, yeah. So the, he's a student. Uh, Nagumo is a fucking VTuber, YouTuber, whatever. He gets paid to make internet videos. Same. Uh, Takane is a model. um, A failed one. And then the rest of them don't matter. So, look, look. Uh,
2: uh, fuck was his name? Kanata. Uh, he went on to voice a very successful writer show. And then fake very disparaging disparaging remarks about black people. Oh my God! I'm not gonna get over. I can't get over how much he looks like him, dude. I seriously can't. It's the facial hair. I think that's what puts it over. No, the it's a facial the facial hair and the fact that he doesn't look Japanese. It's true. Th- that's true.
4: He doesn't look a uh, typical Japanesey.
3: He
2: he's, doesn't. He's, uh, he doesn't exude.
4: Basically, he looks well as they call hapa. Basically, he's mixed whites or basically Caucasian and Japanese.
2: I don't know why Chad. Chad, is that is that used as a slur somewhere? Oh, no, that's actually that's actually an,
4: an actual term within the Asian American. Language. Okay,
2: good. Because I because you know because yesterday I got yelled at for using the term.
3: Oh yeah, is actually a really bad word, but I still say it because nobody really cares. To be entirely honest, you're supposed to say. Jay. Yeah. Okay. But I like calling a filthy. What? You know what? This calls. He was supposed to be a d before. Uh, this, that was originally Claremont's intent. But uh, nobody ever really talked about that, so everybody kind of. This, this kinda calls forgot. for
2: another another installment of very convenient censors.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, con-
2: you know what? They're probably going to get it from when you say i I'm
3: going to say Well, they're actually not going to because they're going to think I'm going to say something else because they're not going to know the content. Well, actually, well, no, I did just talk about that. Never mind. Um, Anyways, um, I'm looking up the actor here trying to figure it out. Uh, I cannot find any information, uh, but I found out that he was born on uh,
2: 9-11. What a shame.
3: I know, right? That was only the
2: second worst thing to happen. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, what,
2: <laughs> what a way to end the show, isn't it? Uh, final thoughts on the show, then I guess. huh? Yes, I was gonna say final thoughts. Let's give it to Chad because you're this is your first gay row. What do you
4: think about it? Well, it certainly was just that. It was kind of gay. <laughs> oh, but on oh, no, <laughs> it kind of was. I mean, it kind of was considering Ka- Kanata <laughs> and Hoshia and uh, Kuon and also. Uh Kanata. It's a very homoerotic show. Oh, yes. And then there's also, uh, friggin...
0: Takane! Takane, which...
4: Okay, Takane, which is kind of crazy. And, uh, I don't think anyone's all, all about that or trying to get in all that, but, um... <laughs> Anyways, I mean, if they were, then... I mean, they must be kind of freaky-deaky themselves, but I'm not, uh... <laughs> We live in the year 2021. It's not my place. In all seriousness, though, um... I actually really enjoyed it. The action choreography was overall really fun. Um, I again, it really makes you wonder just, like, who actually is, like, the action choreography director and how can we get them on a writer show aside from, like, not having uh, Koichi Sakamoto or also kind of make you wonder what would happen if Koichi Sakamoto actually did choreography alongside uh, Keita Amemiya writing and directing these shows. But, I mean, definitely very strong characters, very strong action. Overall, I think it was just Overall, just a fun treat, although this doesn't really portray the Garo, the actual Garo's, I guess, franchise or series, like, properly, but, I mean, that just means I have to actually finally watch it. But, uh, overall, Mm -hmm. I, I, I enjoyed it, though. It was, couldn't help but, I guess, think about all the writer characters that I am or am not seeing, and actual literal, literal, like, Sentai characters that I wasn't expecting, because holy shit... But, uh, yeah, no, overall, I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it. So, yeah. Uh, a solid 7 or 8 out of 10.
2: Mm. Oh! Next, we'll give it to...
1: Phil! So... Time's up. I... I, I, uh, <laughs> I was very conflicted with this show, because... Because, uh, granted... I had to be told that this, that it was basically going, it was supposed to intentionally be going in an opposite direction as other Garo series. and But even when I learned that, I still felt like I was, I was watching, okay, I'm watching a unique take on Garo. But I also feel, felt like I was watching, oh, we have a toku show that doesn't hold any water, so we'll just add some elements from of Garo into it to kind of give it a, an identity, which we even said earlier was basically battle royale with a Garo paint job. But other uh, than that, even even if I was still looking at that that way, I still enjoyed it. Aside from a few episodes, the the action was the action in the show was paced really well. It went by at a fluid pace. The Garo suit is. Uh, at first, I wasn't crazy about it, but over time, I actually grew to like it. It's it's pretty damn nice looking. Uh, the acting's pretty damn good. My I wish that my favorite character, uh, Nagcam, as we call as I call him, had survived because he he's you know the real protagonist. But you know what? I got a great performance out of him, and you know what? I liked it.
3: J. Well, <clears throat>
2: you hated it.
3: <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> I, I think Garo versus Road sucks. I think Garo in general sucks. <laughs> uh, no, um, I did really enjoy this one. Um, it strays a lot from the Garo formula in more ways than one. And I think it was an interesting experiment. In that regards, I think the show overall has, you know, as everybody said, the choreography is really good. Amma Mia finally coming back, you know, really, really did help this show in both the dramatic sense and in the action sense. Because the man the man is a genius when it comes to both. And if if it weren't for the fact that he he basically has a money printer with Garo, I I'd love to see him doing more stuff. Uh, the cast is all really well-rounded, and everybody for the most part, even the flatter characters still have at least something to them to make them interesting and make me care about seeing them do things. The special effects are very cheap by the usual Garo standards. You know, sure, they're they're not like, like Sentai cheap or Rider cheap. They're still a little bit higher budget than those shows are. But especially because of the length of this show, it's definitely more noticeable. Because, compare, again, compare, say, the previous show, Let compare Goldstorm. Goldstorm was fucking CG every 10 seconds and 8 billion foo flips per episode. You know, you had 8 billion suits and all this other shit going on, so it's definitely a step down in budget where all the fights taking place in, like, abandoned warehouses basically, and like, the, the most fancy environment is the one that takes place in the fucking Helheim room, and even then you, like, you barely see it. So, budget-wise, yes, it's very, very on the low scale. And it kind of harms it a little bit, but Amamiya really does make do with what he has. I really <coughs> enjoyed the music. It's got that like techno, trance vibe to it that I really enjoy, and of course, the opening theme by Jam Project is always God tier. Um, I would say I put it right next to the original show's theme song. Still below Makai Senki, of course. Um, I re- my biggest complaint, I think, is that the the uh, armor designs were really, really good, and the fact that one they're only in like one episode a piece and that they're both CG is really disappointing. I also wish that we got a little bit more into the Makai realm stuff with the, like the Knights and the priests and all that and kind of get an idea of how they differ from the, the main timeline and everything. I like, they got the big fucking tournament arc for Garo there and which is, which is ridiculous as hell because you'd think that we didn't even talk about this. You would think that if you're going to have a fucking fighting tournament to decide who your your new knight is going to be, you're going to make sure that the knight can actually fucking wear the armor to begin with before you even do the whole tournament. Like you would think you would think that's criteria number 1, right? But <laughs> <laughs> overall, it's a very good entry to the Garo series and it feels like it's it kind of earns back a little bit of the goodwill it had lost with Goldstorm and Jenga and all of that. Um, it's a shame that one it's so short and that it's it's left in such an awful awkward position that it, it whatever comes next with Garo is gonna be something of a tough act to follow this because it's weird again, like we like we went into. but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Definitely do not start with this show. Because even though it is a totally standalone continuity, if you don't fucking know anything about the horrors or Makai or Inga or Soul Metal or any of this shit, you're going to have no idea what's going on. So, at the very least, watch the original show before you watch this. But I would solidly recommend it.
2: You do realize that you said earlier that this was a great entry and that you said don't start with this, right?
3: No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. It, no, I, you kind of did. I had
2: that on recording, Jay. You said, said this you guys, is a good entry. You guys are gaslighting me. Yes, well, I'm gaslighting you with the truth.
3: This is not the truth. I'm because holding I don't against remember. you because I'm told to. You,
2: you don't remember the beginning of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, as for my final hey, thoughts, hey. Uh, I pretty much parrot most of what Jay says. I love the show. I don't know what it was about it, but it just—it was just great. And no, it's not like Makai Senki. <clears throat> And it's not like the Ryugaverse, thank fucking Christ. But it's not like Garo's that come before it. And ugh, God help me, we have the other two that we have to do with fucking Koga's kid. Jesus fuck. But like, mm. like you know, it's not like any of those that come from before it. But it's... I honestly think it's great. It's refreshing. It's a breath of fresh air. And I say that only watching three Garo shows. Because let's be honest, Yami Terra really took it out of me. I really did not like that show. And... Having this not only be the last review of the year for us, but also being the Rishiaro show that we watch now, it's just, I liked it. I really did. The fights were great. I liked most of the characters. A lot of the designs were great. The music, like Jay said, was fantastic. Like, I'm not even one to really like overly techno stuff, but I like the, sh- the music here. Of course, the song by Jam Project is fantastic. You can't go wrong with Jam Project. It is, it's yeah. all fantastic, it's a great show. Honestly, I would put it right under Makai Senki. I think Makai Senki is still the better show just in terms of storytelling and pacing. But this, you can't go wrong with it. And unlike Jay, this is not a good entry point for Garo. And you should not <laughs> chart with this fucking show because, my God, you would be fucking confused. I'm sorry, Chad. But but still. Did you just
1: say chart.
2: But still, this show was great. And if you want to watch it after watching a Garo show... Dude, go for it. I know a lot of people got put off by the... Uh-huh, bitter Fortnite. I know a lot of people got put off by that. A lot of people got put off by the VR. And a lot of people got put off by Ugh, another uh, alternate timeline bullshit. No, dude. You are, will not be disappointed. This was great. And what a show to end us off on. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Phil didn't because he sucks. I, no, I you said didn't. I liked it. You, you said, ooh, yes, Guru! ooh, what a Guru! ooh, you have a tiny penis. You said that exactly.
1: <laughs> okay, will you stop gaslighting me? I'm not even gaslighting, lady. this
3: is just the truth. Garo versus Road, more like Garo Gaslight Road. <laughs> we should just name Phil
2: Gaslighter. Wow, you guys actually like this stuff?
3: You're the one that gaslighting! Wouldn't that be a great supervillain who just... Mm. He just runs around gaslighting you the entire time. Like, uh-huh. I'm not robbing this, babe. You bought space. that You're person. Crazy. You said you didn't like it.
1: No, I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> you know what goes? First of all, I said I was conflicted with it. First of all, I said I, was, I, I had conflicted oh, feelings about it. Oh, he hates it. See, guys, he said it. right there you No, know,
4: it. No, not fine. I'll, I'll be I truly crushy. honest about my opinion. I did not like this show. I don't know why you guys like Garo or whatever the hell this crap is. But you know what? Common Writer, Ghost, and common Writer Saver are a lot better than this drivel. Then, like, thanks for wasting my week, guys.
2: You know what's sad, Chad? There's probably someone out there who actually thinks that way. That's very sad. yeah, more than likely. I don't know.
3: There's probably somebody out there who thinks you're serious with that too. I'm super. I am super so serial
2: that I think Garo is the worst show on the internet. Oh my gosh, it's so edgy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, have you ever watched a Garo? No, I haven't. I can't, I
2: can't imagine actually watching Garo. I can't imagine actually doing a review of Garo. By the way, guys, thanks for watching our review of Precure. I mean, <laughs> 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 so guys, um, so as we know, we in January, uh, because this is the last review of the of the year. Next is going to be our shooting the shit, where it's just going to be us talking all sorts of bullshit because we don't care, and then it's our year end awards. And then we go for a little bit of a break in January for two weeks. And then uh we do guy, but do we guys? But do Yes, we it, yes and we do. Know, From Chad, here on
4: out it's my stage.
2: I don't know, yes. Chad. The mystery box is calling you. No, it isn't. Look, yes. I've no mystery box. I mean I, I mean, my Chad, Chad, oh, if on, you
1: <laughs> I killed that mystery box. Well, I drowned Let's it. Just
4: be honest, I've already had enough mystery boxes magically pop up. In my room with a pair of sunglasses that were more or less not Gucci. They were like Bucci, as we were t- saying earlier. Bucci. Just saying, I'm tired of some mystery boxes. I will take guy for now. And um. All right. Well, uh, what about Jay though? And I... The box.
3: The box. All right. Jay. The box.
2: It is boys. No, Jay, will you sorry, No, 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 no. Jay, We
4: Sorry,
3: Jay.
2: I already got the wheel. I was joking. Out. Of oh my course. god! Okay, I, Phil, No, turn. no, this, di- no. But I, no. I should say, I should say now. This is gonna be for after game, because I always forget to do the wheel after the gear and awards. So I, I'm gonna do this. Okay, I'm for after game. No, I'm Please, down. No, this is for after game. By the way, everybody, don't get, don't, don't get, I, don't guys, get scared. I'm down. We're let's, gonna get let's, let's freaking do this.
4: We're gonna get screwed. Bring it on. Got All right. Gun. Bring it on. Because
2: I, w- I want, to get our, I want to get our January booked. So you know. You know what, like. Whatever yeah, happens, I will take full responsibility. That's
3: fair. I'm going to kill look, you. Look, Chad, it's
2: not... Look, Chad, Chad, it's not your fault. It's Phil's fault. He's
3: the one... <laughs> that's right, I Phil was the, one. Fault, Phil was the one who said to do the box.
2: Yeah, I remember. He was like, hey, yo, do <laughs> that fucking mystery box bullshit,
1: you. The <laughs> box, Hey,
4: you, I want to do, do the
2: mystery know, box. You do know I don't
1: sound like... You do Phil, know I guess don't guess sound you do. Like that,
3: right?
4: no, 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 you don't. It's more like, hey, I'm walking over <laughs> here.
2: Hey, I'm walking over here. Do the mystery box, you. Know I, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you, know
1: I, you know I almost got <laughs> killed by an old Italian guy. All right, all right, all right. AJ's
2: right,
4: right, right, right. reacting. Let's so. do this.
3: Oh my god. I can't believe you're doing god. this, you jackasses. <laughs> oh I mean, my Phil, god. Again,
4: this is your fault. OMG. Nobody should <laughs>
1: say anything. AJ, I will come down to Texas. Tokusatsu Gaga, Gaga 2.
2: No, I'm kidding. That doesn't, that doesn't exist, sadly. <laughs> no, I wish that existed. Uh, actually, uh, that would be great. I wish. And I would really like it. But unfortunately.
3: Why are you talking like a valley girl?
2: I'm, I'm just saying. Like, oh my god. Like, oh my oh gosh.
3: god. Jason is like totally
1: <laughs> awesome. I would really
2: like if we could do Gaga 2. I think actually, really, didn't I they think have think a think valley girl I, on I think Gaga? Or I think so. Somebody who is basically a valley girl. I
4: I don't know. Kind of. I have never finished it. I don't
2: remember. I, oh
1: my god! I can't. All right. It. Like. I Anyways, remember. what, what we got? the fuck
2: yeah. are we gonna do then? I don't know, Jay. What are we gonna
4: do? You have no. You're, you're I mean, the one with the will.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. All right. All right. Fuck it. We're gonna right. change Jay, Jay this all is right. All right, there.
2: everybody, sit down. For what? Well, for we're what we're sitting. gonna
4: do? No, I'm standing up.
2: After Gaim, after is... remember, this is after Gaim. What are we doing? I, I'm challenging I'm, I'm it. just it's stalling because I right want to now. piss fill off more.
4: Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I'm just stalling
2: because I want to piss fill I, off more. I can more. get behind this. <laughs> what we're going to do after Gaim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Jay. Remember, this is your fault. <laughs> Wait, wasn't I the one that challenged yeah, Chad it? said yeah, he would takes blame.
4: Yeah, wasn't that the one that chose it, though? Oh. Yes!
2: yes! We are yes! going back to Sentai yes! for our first show after Gide. finally. We are doing... Yes! Sh-
4: y-
1: Dab. Hickory. Dab.
4: Dab. Is, is this, a, Dab. The, is this best, the second time I've won with the... this ever! Is this the second time I've won with the mystery box? Technically, yes. Why
2: the yes. hell does
3: Chad have such good luck? Yo, so lucky. We, you know what, Chad? You oh should. Oh my god. She like she bring him when I go gambling.
2: <laughs> you should just be here every single time we do the box. Yay! But yes, after we do a game, we're going right back to the deck arrangers. We already did the American oh. version. Oh. Now we do the Japanese. Yes! Version. Now we get to see
3: how much better the Japanese version is.
2: Now I get to see Doggy Krueger sans the weird dreadlocks.
3: You know what I? Yes. Now you just get can his I, his can broken can fursuit. I, I get to
4: relive all <laughs> those fan art images we... of fan art Doggy Kruger. Yay. Ugh.
2: Yes, are just the show, Phil. Just, this has been uh, the thing forever.
1: Ranger, or can we watch? No. Can we watch ten years after? It's as just well? the show,
3: Phil. We. This is how it goes. What are you new? Come on, ten years
1: good. What are you ten new? It is good,
3: but what are you new to this? We don't do
1: we've, the movies. Never,
2: we don't do the movies when we talk about everything.
1: Hey that hey, movie! It has a gold in it! it got a deck of gold and it got a it's buggy me, well, like, um, it, um, the, I need yeah, my battle buggy!
4: You can do the movies, you can do the Ten Years After special, you can do the crossover with Majid Danger and Aba Danger, you can do what you want. Just like what I do, and did you have with to Ninja do it within two weeks, because Lord knows. This
2: you know what, th- Phil? Just for you, if you if you can do all of that within two weeks, you can talk about him.
1: Actually, I already no. You have did to do it again. Do it again. Five years ago.
2: Oh, five years ago doesn't count. You have to do it again. I don't...
1: Five years ago, did it, it again. Right as do as it, as as it as as again, as Johnny. Johnny,
2: Guitar. that's how this works, Phil.
4: We got to rewatch the so show. This is my challenge to you. If you could do what I did with Ninja, uh, yeah, you can talk about it. Sound
2: good. Gotta we watch all of them within two weeks. Nah, I'm
1: just gonna watch. The, I'm just gonna watch the show. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. Things. Oh yeah, he's got
2: other things to do. Aka got, nothing.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, it's called. I gotta catch up with Zenkaijou. Oh, Rindy okay. So Rindy. Aka
2: nothing. Anyways,
1: actually with uh, actually with this last recording, I can. Anyways, that. as
2: as much as Phil hates Garo and Sentai, as we know, <laughs> he obviously <laughs> thinks that Ninja's is the best and Ranger sucks. As, he, as we've just heard, <laughs> okay. he really hates Decker Ranger. That's
1: not even, that's not even I, gaslighting. You know what's, we, we, you know what's some weird? Some I really ass. just
2: heard Phil the other day say, like, oh, a doggy Kruger, more like doggy bitcher. That's, how, that's exactly what he said. How dare you? And then he was just uh, like, oh, dare oh, dare. oh, man, I really <laughs> like the way that they made Skyla into the bed of blue. He's so much better than blue in Decker Ranger. No,
1: no. I, and then and he was Scott, like, oh, my Scott's God, Decker Pink is so,
2: but- so much shittier than <laughs> SPD Pink.
1: Oh no 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 Hey Jay, you want to see something funny? I forget her name. Always, always be better.
4: All right. Okay, and there goes Phil. What?
0: <laughs> what the fuck
2: oh, that was so fucking
0: perfect. he <laughs> literally just took me out of the car. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho,
1: you've gone, ma- <laughs> my
4: god,
2: you've gone mad. my god, <laughs> uh, you've gone mad anyway. with power,
1: AJ.
3: You've gone mad with power You never know when it's going to strike, but when it does, it's always the funniest thing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we'll (laughs) see you guys
2: for the Christmas episode. Bye! See you later. Bye!